even though it is the worst podcast I have ever heard. Welcome back, my friends. We are the Smarky Geeks. I am Frankie, the baby horn swaggle de Jesus. Wow. <laughs> Don't get me started on when? that. When we get to the main event. Don't get me started. <laughs> I am John Prime, 100% Prime Grade, Picture Quality, Restaurant Quality, John Triano. Okay. <laughs> I get Jim, it. No, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it took you a minute. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Con- I'm, really, I'm really tired of that. And you're listening to episode 61, Contact Information. As always, you can reach the show at www.thesmarkygeeks.com call hotline number 347-SMARKY6 or 347-762-7596 ask us a question review be part of the show subscribe to us on whatever podcast catcher you use just search the Smarky Geeks or the Smarky Geeks and we'll be the ones that show up subscribe to us on our Twitters at Smarky Geeks at Frank Jesus at the John Triano subscribe to our Facebook group which is my favorite place to be online subscribe to us on Instagram at the Smarky Geeks and as always Let's get on with this show. I hate Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, real quick, today is a very special day. Pourquoi? Very special. Pourquoi? The, thir- the debut, the pro debut, 30 years ago today, who debuted? Undertaker? The Gobbledygooker. Oh, the Gobbledygooker. I'm like, um... <laughs> yes. 30 years ago today. Okay. The Gobbledygooker. Yeah. Actually, it might be done to take it too. 30 years ago, I think it's done to take it too. Yeah, see, I was right. There you were. That's not what I was going with. <laughs> that is not what I was going with. Uh, see, I stepped on my phone. So, speaking of gimmicks, it's colder today now, man. The weather is crazy. You know? Yeah. Man, and I had to look for my jacket, couldn't find my jacket. So, you know what I did? What'd you do, Frankie? I went online to thesmarkygeese.com and clicked on the Smirch Table tab and bought a, a sweatshirt. You know what do you any good today, though, right? Probably not. <laughs> but don't be like me and order yours today. So that way you have it when it's cold outside. You can order a sweatshirt, a zip-up hoodie, a hoodie, whatever you want, long-sleeve tee, t-shirts, and masks for your social distancing pleasures. At the Smarky Geeks, click on the smart Merch Table tab and go on. Live your life. Now with the show. <laughs> okay. So we we real quick we talked about this last week. I didn't post the the polls yet, but I'm gonna start posting the polls. Um, about where, where, where'd you go? Where'd you go with that? Where'd you go with that? <laughs> where'd you go with that? <laughs> anyway. I'm in, the, I'm in the shadows here. I'm in the dark, man. Where'd you go with that? But both in polls. Stupid. So, uh, uh, as I'm trying to work through with a 10-year-old here. Um, <laughs> I'm nine. Stop it. We're going to be doing our, our best of show. Oh, my God. It'll be the first episode of the new year. 
and um, uh, and I'm gonna be posting polls just to get what because we're gonna do our own. Like we're not gonna argue about it. So I'm gonna have John's gonna do his own, like his best stuff. I'll do my best stuff over the year, and then we'll have the listeners' best stuff, and that's oh. what will be the polls and stuff like that. And that'll be a special Friday episode. Yeah. Um, Friday, January first. So yep. it's gonna be a special episode. Yep. Please ask the plan. Now, what do you think of this? I want to name it. Oh no! Check this out. You know, wrestling has, has is carny, right? Back in the day, it was really carny, and they had their own language. Yeah. The like the word for like a mark was a mizark, right? All right. And so obviously, the word for a smark would be a smizark. I want to call it the smizzies. Let it, let it, let it marinate. What do you think? <laughs> let it marinate. Yeah, like the Mizzies, the Smizzies. I, I let it marinate. I, I, I had to let it, se- I had to let it settle down a little bit. And I couldn't just say yes to it right away. I had to let it settle a little bit. That's, mm, the Smizzies. So, um, preliminary um, categories in our best selves, and which will be also the categories I'll post as polls on our, again, uh, on our gallon laughter again. Uh, on our Facebook page are going to be obviously the best male wrestler of the year. I know some places don't do that, the the, the gender split. But I want to make sure we get all like men in there and women in there, yeah, especially no, you know, for representation. Um, and then maybe, and then I, I, maybe uh, I'm asking you now, what do you think, like, We'll do a best of male, best of woman, and maybe a best of overall between those no. two. No, all right. Um, so get the list real quick. So we got. So we're gonna do best wrestler of the year, male. Well, you know, no, no, do male wrestler of the year, female wrestler. Of the That's year. what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. best uh, best male wrestler of the year, best female wrestler of the year, singles. Um, tag I think should be mixed because there's not a plethora of female tags out there right now. I think that's going to start changing soon. Am, but no, I would skip it. Skip that one for this year. No, we just do tags. Tag team. We got to have a tag. Best tag of the year. Just well, leave just the men though. No, just throw women in there. Just because there are, are good. They make it both. They make make it separate. Yeah. No, but there's male not tag enough. team will be a female tag team of the year. But the females is just not enough. So yeah, that but one the, should just be. But that, what I'm saying is, but even if we say we include the women, and we're both going to pick men anyway. Like, we're not going to pick a woman tag team over a man yeah. tag team. So we have a woman that gives them their own category. All right, so like, we'll, we'll, we'll split the women's out. You understand? Yeah. yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, Because um, it's like a foregone conclusion. If right, just, yeah. right. Um, so, right, so male and female tag of the year. Yeah, right. Um, split. Uh, we're going to have match of the year. Now, should that be split as well? Female match of the year, male match of the year? Or should it just be an overall split. match of the year? Split. Split it. Because we're not we're always gonna go with the male match of the year nine times out of ten. Not always. Like over like, like greatest of all time for me could pro- probably be like Toyota Manimi and Aja Khan at Tokyo Dome. You know. Uh. Hmm. Now I go male match and female match of the year. So we're we'll supposed to give them up. give them their respect. You know they should get their own category. All right. Uh, we're gonna do promotion of the year. Should we split those up in male or female? <laughs> We'll yes. Do, <laughs> uh, promotion of the year. Right. Um, now, for this one, also we should uh, talk about real quick. Are we gonna split up WWE? 
like Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Yes. With an asterisk. No, we, what we should do is it should be Raw and SmackDown as one, NXT as one, and then go from there. NXT should be a separate promotion. It's, it's a completely different show. Like, it doesn't even feel... If you didn't know that Vince McMahon owned WWE and they took the WWE logos out of it yeah. and just kept the product, you wouldn't know it was a WWE product. All right. All right, so we'll keep that split So then. it'll be WWE, NXT, AEW, Impact, Ring of Honor, MLW, yada, yada, yeah. yeah. Uh, it makes sense though, like because NXT doesn't feel like it, like you said it. It's a it's a it's an indie promotion with money. Yeah, yeah. For for most part, which is a bit when I, it's not a knock on them either. No, no. Because it's just it's just run better. Yeah. Uh, feud of the year. Uh, yeah, I can I can live with that. Promo of the year. We could do that, but I don't have, like, I don't watch a lot of outside of NXT, but we can go with that. Yeah, just whatever promos you like. Yeah, we can go with that. Uh, promo of the year. Now, this one was, I, I was wondering, like, overrated and underrated wrestlers. Like, so it'll be two uh, different subjects. So it'll be who like is who? the most overrated wrestler out now, there? Now, overrated in terms of he was pushed and he shouldn't have been pushed. Yeah, like, and somebody that shouldn't have been pushed, that should have been pushed and wasn't. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, rookie of the year. Now, how do you define a rookie? I think new to the scene. Like, like if they they're just heard of, he might he's probably been wrestling for ten years in the Indies and shit like that. But if he's new, like a Ben Carter or Will Hobbs or Leon Ruff, you know, you know, and and I, and I mean that legitly because I like before now. Change, I, I like. What about this? Instead of rookie of the year, under thirty wrestler of the year. Somebody's been around for a while. Even if you've seen them, but they're under 30. What's the difference of a rookie? Day? Because sometimes a guy could be like um, MJF. Yeah. He's been around for a while. Yeah. He's from MLW. He's not a rookie because we've seen him before. Like we've been seeing him for a few years if you're a friend of MLW. Yeah. But he's not a rookie, but he should be the concept of one, for one of the young wrestlers of the year. So the under thirty wrestler of the year, like the fu- future shock wrestler of the year, like the, like we had a better name for like a uh, like a future superstar of the year. We had to think of a better name. For yeah, it. yeah I, I feel like it's on the tip of my tongue. All right, we'll we'll put a pin on that one. But you understand what I'm saying? The rookie, we I mean, want to keep rookie in the year. I guess you could, but I also like the idea of having an under thirty wrestler of the year, like you know, future star of the year. Yeah, like kind of like when they do with business, the best 30, 30 under thirty, thirty under thirty type of thing. Actually, you know what? Best under thirty, maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, oh, uh, this one you, I kind of agreed with the the Booker of the Year thing. Um, we're kind of uh, doing without. Yeah, because we can, can, when we get when we get to when we get to promotion of the year, we can talk about that a little bit. Yeah, like who like who's like where where are they like the promotion of the year? Let's say you you pick AEW. Okay, AEW promotion of the year, but where they need help in their booking department? You know, like 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 what like. You can include that in the conversation. Well, when I was saying Booker of the Year, I mean, like, based on the head bookers, you know, and how they book their shows. Who was the best? Now, you can go with Promotion of the Year and just go with that. Just put it in there. Yeah, I think so, because, yeah, I, I mean, I don't even know who books NXT. It's primarily the head booker is Trips. Right. He's the head booker, so he'll be the one... Who'll be receiving this reward, this Smizzy? But the but the my, my thing with Triple H, like the 
at least because AEW's got so many different people booking for them. AEW, the head booker is Tony Khan. He's right. the head booker. So if we decide to give it to AEW, he's the Smithy receiver. AEW, Tony Khan's the, the head booker. You know? Um, I think we skipped that anyway. Okay. Um, the, so so that right there is the general idea of what we're going to do with our awards. I mean, we have more. I've got Tag Team of the Year. Yeah, we talked about that. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, the male and females. Remember, we decided to split them up. Um, so that's the general idea. Uh, and I'll be posting polls later. Make sure you don't laugh. <laughs> nah, it's ready. You got out your system? I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then also, we're going to do our own um, Smarky Geeks Hall of Fame. I think that should just be the name. Smarky Geeks Hall of Fame. Yeah. Um, I think I'll be something better. And um, do you want to announce our, our inductees? That way uh, they, they don't wait, vote on you it. You do yours first. My uh, inductees are going to be uh, Eddie Guerrero. All right, good and, choice. And uh, Manimi Toyota. Um, those are my first two inductees. And we'll, now, how many are we going to have total for the first year? For the first year, it's going to be five in total. It's going to be two for me, two from you, and then one from the listeners. Because I'm going to put a whole list. Okay. That's why I want to announce what our... Right, right, so right. So they don't vote on them. Um, I'm going to put a whole list and I'm going to leave it open so people can add other wrestlers if they want and then people can just come vote on it and right, right. leave the list up there for as long as possible so that everyone can get the vote in and I'll should, keep We should put it, it up, up this weekend yeah. should, and leave it up to like the so, night like right before we record the yeah, show. Yeah. And I'll keep bumping it up so people can Now what do we do if it. there's a tie? Then it's a tie. They get in. Alright. So those two get in. Alright. All right. Um, so yeah so so yeah, so Eddie Guerrero, my name is Toyota, are going to be my first two picks. These are buy-ins. They're for the inaugural Smarky Geeks Hall of Fame. These are getting in. Uh, what are your? Um, Rowdy Roddy Piper and the Road Warriors. Yep, great picks. Uh, Piper was on my short list when I was trying to think of mine. Um, but yeah, definitely. And we'll explain <laughs> the night we we formally induct them, why we chose them. Yep. We're, we're going to save that. The whole... I mean, not a whole historical, but we'll do our, you know, the, the greatest hits and all that stuff. Right. Um, on, on all these guys. And it can't be just because we like them. No. It's got to be a real reason. Yeah. Why they deserve it. Why why they, you feel that they made wrestling the business better and stuff like that. Um, and then we'll, whoever the, the audience picks, the listeners pick, um, We'll explain it for them, <laughs> you know, and we'll let them put their own ex- reasons as well on the the poll, right? Like uh, so yeah, so that's the Smizzies and the Smarky Geeks Hall of Fame coming up soon, and uh, keep your eyes out for the polls. Um, I just like saying polls now. Uh, <laughs> now let's get on with this show. Let's do some some quick news bits. Okay, go for it. Um, Let's see here. So, WWE is moving to Tropicana Field. Yeah, that's... Strawberry Fields. That's because the NBA is coming back next month. Yeah. So, they got to get out of Amway. That's where the Orlando Magic play. Yeah. So, this is a field. Yeah, but you know, Tropicana, Tropicana has um, um dome. It yeah. opens and closes. So, basically, it's, 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 it's a field, but it basically, it's going to look just the same on TV. It's going to be enclosed. So it's going to be like in the middle of the field or something and just think, oh, wherever they're going to put it, they're just going to close it. You're not going to notice it's a field. Yeah, because I'm curious as to how they're going to do the Thunderdome stuff. 
They just, they're gonna set the whole. They're gonna close the dome. Yeah. And they're gonna set up inside. They get, they're gonna spend the money and they're gonna put billboards all around. Yeah. Like all around the ring, so it looks exactly the same. Oh, okay. I Maybe mean, cool if they changed it, give yeah. it a different look, but they're not. They probably gonna close the whole thing. I mean, it's. I would think they will because as much shit as I give them and stuff like that for the their how they've treated um you know the COVID wrestling the empty arena stuff I will say that they WWE and all their shows have looked has had most of changes of all shows right you know what I'm saying AW it's the same look all the time right like it's every you know it's, it's always gonna be in dailies right and I you know I you know and you kind of crapped on Dundum a little bit that you don't like the billboard but when you watch, it's weird though, when you watch some of their shows, more Raw and SmackDown, the NXT, the way NXT set up is different, though it looks better. Mm. I like, even though it's not the same as the fans being there and them pumping in the noise, that definitely doesn't help. The fact that there's, like, you see people, like, mingling behind the wrestlers makes it feel full a little bit. I, I'm not for me. I, I don't. I don't. I, do I love it? No, but you know what? I can live with it. For I, now, I can live with it. I would prefer living without it. You know, just do the wrestling that they were doing with the wrestlers in the crowd or whatever, as a crowd. But look, they got to get credit for trying something different. Yeah, and that's what I was, was yeah, going right. to is that they've tried the most different things, you know, from completely empty arenas and stuff like that to, you know, co- you know, copying AEW in some form, but still they did it their way, right? Right. With the, 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 the plexiglass and all that shit, you know, and it did... Sound different when you heard them smacking on the thing on the plexiglass and stuff like that. I, I, I will give them that much. It's just what they did was fuck up where they would force the NXT people to stand up. Uh, that's, you know. that's why I didn't like. Yeah. You know, that's why I like the Thunderdome thing. And, I, and what the Sorry. NXT is doing is they have limited fans in there. Yeah. They're doing what AEW does. Yeah. They haven't popped, which is fine. It yeah. works. And, a, and NXT's version of Thunderdome in the CWC is better. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do prefer the, their. I remember I, I said when Dundon came out, what did I say? They should raid the Dundon up and you could put fan, like limited fans at ringside. I said yeah. they should do that. Yeah. That's exactly what they did. And it works. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so yeah, I, I give WWE credit for keep trying something different. Right. You know? I think that's the thing that COVID has done is help these promotions to try better, you know, in now, some form. You know? Now let me ask you this. What? All the, so far, all right, take AEW and NXT and WWE out of the equation. The main three promotions that I'm watching, that I've watched some of since all this happened, was Ring of Honor, MLW, and Impact. And you've watched all three, plus you've watched New Japan. Yeah. Which promotion has... Well, New Japan doesn't really count. They, have, they do have fans there. They do have fans, but they can't clap or anything. Okay, but that's why I want to take... I mean, out. they can't yell. They have no... I'm going, I want to go to Strictly Empty Arena. Yeah. So we got Ring of Honor, we got TNA, Impact, and we have MOW. And when New Japan started back up, it was empty arena. But right, right. But they got you know they got fans in there now, so yeah. I don't want to count them. Now, out of those three promotions, who's done the, the empty arena the best? Who's given it the best look? I think AEW. It's just no, no, it's not back kind of, no, no. Oh, you didn't say you said AEW's not counted? No, the, the right now at this point, I'm not going from the beginning. I'm going from right now at this point in time. It, MLW, Impact, and Ring of Honor are running empty arenas completely. They're, they're, the television shows have no fans. Yeah. And those three, which one is done the best? Which one do you think is doing it the best? Those Ring of Honor, MLW, and which was the other one? Um, 
Impact. Impact. I will give it to Ring of Honor right now. Primarily because the show itself changed to be a wrestling show without fans. You know, it's because with the pre the pure tournament and stuff like that, which is over now. Right. So I haven't seen what they've done with it since. Right. Uh, but with the pure tournament, everything was just about the wrestling, and they kind of did like this um, CWC the the Cruiserweight Classic style of presentation where it was just promos, pre-taped well, promos. Well, I was more talking about the visual. That's what I'm saying. You know, they did the 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 pre-taped promos and stuff like that. And then the wrestling in the ring was just about it was just about the wrestling. Yeah, but I was more talking about how it looks on TV outside of the wrestling. But that's why it matters because yeah, they, it exactly wasn't what... about them performing for the audience and doing like things, you know, cheap pops for the audience or whatever, and looking to at the hard cam or looking at the audience or whatever. It was just about pure wrestling, and so the camera just had to just focus on that, you know. And then the, the, the straight up that, uh, I will go with. Number two would be MLW with yeah. their restart. Right, which was just this week. Actually, the first episode was this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like how they did it. It was a tight cam. I think that's something everyone's learned to do a tight camera yeah. shot. And um, they have this hiss of an audience in the background. It's more like chatter. Yeah, it's just like... It's just like, low chatter. It's low chatter, and that's it. They don't go extra with it. There's no, this is awesome. No extra cheering or anything like that. It's just enough it's so just you that know crowd. that, so it's not dead silence. Exactly. It just hides that st- static silence or whatever, you know? And I liked that. I was appreciating that, you know? And, um, and then uh, Impact is fine, but their problem is that they, they do the tight shot and everything's blacked out, which is cool. But then they have the wrestlers kind of performing to the audience for right. the most part. Yeah. And I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> don't ask for a, a, a clap. Don't have the wrestlers come out and do a, like a, a weird entrance where they come out and, you know, they, where they're trying to present themselves to an audience that's not there, you know? Yeah, Just NXT, have them run out. NXT like, did that early on. Yeah. You know, where they'll perform for a crowd. Yeah. But you know they 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 worked around. But even now it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't they, matter. They have sort of a crowd. But even before they started getting people back, they kind of worked past it where they weren't doing that anymore. I think mean, one of my biggest complaints about the empty arena stuff early on was that you could hear the chatter in the ring with the two wrestlers, like mm-hmm. the smack talking. Yeah. And I think that screwed it up even more for me because it made the lack of a crowd more noticeable. So they stopped doing that. That's another thing they stopped doing. Yeah. I think all promotions were doing that early on during the um, with no fans in it. You know, AEW set the bar. Like, AEW like this is how you have to do the empty arena stuff, and everybody else followed them. Yeah, which is fine. I, the which AW, I mean, Tony Khan gives credit to the Late Show, one of those shows, where I think it's the one with Jimmy Fallon. All right, because he did that. He took his their staff and put them in an audience. Right. Right. And. And he just performed to the, his staff, you know. And he he saw that, and he decided to do the same thing, uh, according to uh, Tony Khan. Well, I think I think I, I think I'm, I don't know if I mentioned on this show, or the other show, which saying that live does they have they have crowds, they have a limited a limited amount of people there. Yeah. But according to New York law, you can't have you can't have people in the building. You can only have employees in the building. So what they do, they paid everybody there a hundred bucks and put them on on payroll. Nice. 
So they could have the fans there. They were real fans. They get paid a hundred dollars to watch Saturday Night Live. There is nothing wrong with that. <laughs> that is really cool. <laughs> but that's what Saturday Night, that's what that's what um, um NBC did. Yeah. So they can get crowds, they can get audience in. Yeah. Some of the football teams around the country, a couple of them, are allowing twenty five percent capacity. Still weird watching football, but they're doing it. When the NBA comes back, they're gonna do something something similar. They might even set up in pods. NBA might do that. Yeah. So, I mean, AEW set the, set the tone for how sports entertainment and sports are going to handle I mean, low I crowds th- or limited crowds. I think for AEW, AEW's, uh, what helped them, even though they were in the same place every week for months for since the whole thing started, oh, except for that one they were in Georgia. I um, actually liked the Georgia ones. I remember. I, I think they were really cool. They felt very, like, very indie. But when they went to Daly's place, the the thing that I did love was not now because everything gets darker early, but they had that awesome background. Yeah, where you saw the you. I mean, you don't see the sunset or anything like that, but you see the the sky just change colors as the show went on. Yeah. You know? See, my one problem with the Thunderdome, what went on with AEW, I mean, it's not a problem. But if they ever get like, Florida is known for its rain, they can close it up. Oh, that does close. Yeah, because remember this week they had, or last week they had the, the the th- the, the hurricane that went through there. Yeah, they close it up. They but, put they uh, put stuff over it. It's like a whole closed thing now. But it's not a retractable. What I'm saying is, it's not a it's not a retract. They they cover it up. It's not a retractable though. So if they get a really bad storm in the middle of a show, they you know they're not gonna have time to. I don't know. It looks because if think, you look at it, it's like it looks like it's just closed up. They got lights up in there and everything. Yeah, but I don't think it's retractable. Though. I think it's like. I think it's partially covered. I don't. I gotta look it up. I don't think it's retractable. Yeah, like it looks Tropicana close, Field is co- completely closed, so it looks yeah. like an arena, like an indoor arena. Yeah, we'll look it up. Yeah, I think it is. I think it does. I think it is because they're closed up. We'll look it up. Yeah. Kevin well, Kelly. So anyway, we're watching Survivor Series 1997. Yeah. What, I, when we picked it, I didn't realize it. it's just the Macho School Job episode. Yeah. And um, I saw the America Online thing. I was like, oh, wow. AOL. Uh, all right. Actually, we're going to be turning this off in a couple minutes. So, we'll watch the live series. Oh, that's right. Uh, so, so, all right. So, WWE and Tropicana Field. Good for them. Uh, Zelina Vega. More drama with that. Where apparently SAG is stepping into it. Or they're asking questions and stuff like that. Um, or SAG Astra, whatever it's called, and uh, so they're going to be talking with people. I guess also talking with Andrew Yang and stuff like that to find out uh, what they can get. Because I believe a lot of wrestlers are in SAG. Only the ones that have done TV's and movies. Yeah, we, obviously. Yeah, but yeah, but I'm saying, but if you if you've never done stuff like that, like like actual, not like wrestling, TV's and movies, you're not in it. Right. What I'm saying, this is a door opening. Or at least a conversation opening of possibly getting some type of actors union going on with wrestling. You know? Right. Which uh, could be big. I doubt it's going to happen. I really do. But Andrew Yang is all up in this. The, the, the SAG guys are all up in this now. So 
So there's yeah, they're um, people's Zelina, faces about it. Zelina Vega might have opened up a yeah Pandora's box. Um, uh, real quick, so the um Daly's place. Yeah. It's an amphitheater at Daly's Place is a state-of-the-art 5,500-seat facility designed with both audience and performer in mind. It says underneath an iconic roof structure, which means it's not enclosed. This is underneath the roof thing. Because it, it's like, it's an amphitheater, so it's partially covered. Okay. Uh, creating a one-of-a-kind outdoor concert atmosphere at both, at once both intimate and epic. So I think it's partially indoor part. I think the ring part is... Outside, but I think like the stage is, is under the amphitheater thing, so I don't know how they're gonna do when it rains. Well, they had it, they had everything covered up. If you look no. at the show, everything over it, over the ring, and over the audience well, is probably, covered up. They probably have a structure built there, but I don't know if it's not enclosed. When I, the reason I'm saying that is Tropicana Field mm-hmm. is a dome, so it opens up, and when it closes, it closes it completely, so it's like you're you're totally inside. Yeah, perfect protected from all the elements, and I think Delta is a little bit different than that. It's partially indoors. I mean, they have structures to keep the elements off you, but you're still outside. Yeah, because if you look at what was it last week or a couple weeks ago, when they had the the town hall thing, and there was supposed to be balloons that were supposed to go in the ring, right? And they completely missed the ring, right? Because yeah, the yeah. wind was going through it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so that's Selena Vega. So oh, th- another story about that. So after she was fired, she wanted to meet with Vince McMahon. She wanted to have a sit down with him. Okay. And he said no and had her escorted from the building. Okay. I mean, which means he knew he didn't want he didn't want to deal with it. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. What, what was he gonna do? Well, <laughs> he fired her. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to meet with my ex-employees. <laughs> well, no. See, that's not entirely true. When most jobs will offer an exit interview. Oh, that's true. Yeah. You know, maybe that's what she wanted. She wanted, you know, she wanted clarification on why she was let go. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true, yeah. So that could that could come back to haunt them too. Um, on top of that, you know, the, you know, the reason why she was fired was because of Twitch and the cameos and all that and stuff, she, right? I, yeah, but the, 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 the kicker was she opened up an OnlyFans. And the OnlyFans, yeah, but I'm saying, but the reason yeah. was the, the Twitch and the... The, the social media. The camping, yeah. And then what what did they do for Survivor Series and Undertaker? You heard about that? WWE will do it only if they get a piece of the park. Yeah, so the and, Undertaker is doing 30 cameos only. You know how much they are for? One thousand dollars a piece. Jesus, and he sold out like an hour. Yeah. Uh, hey, listen, there's people out there who want to like that shit and have money, and they have money. And, and, they, and you want to fucked up part? What? NXT does. NXT's not involved in it, so NXT can keep all this shit open. Yes, because there are different contracts and stuff like that. Right. You know, it's it's completely different. Um, that's I brought, why everybody's I, like I want to go back to NXT yeah screw this <laughs> well it depends on where they are in the pecking order of of WWE and social media like I, I think I brought it up on your thread or something like that like me and Yim. I don't see me and Yim, like I want to go back to NXT I mean it's possible but it depends on what her social media presence is 
Right. If she's big on social media, big on Twitch, which I don't think she is, she has a Twitch, I follow her, but all she does is go online and play games. Zelina Vega has a whole personality online. YouTube channel that she does with her husband. They're married. Yeah. Alpha Black. Yeah. yeah. So she has a YouTube channel. She has a Twitch channel. She has an Instagram stuff. And she's active on all of it. She sells products. She has, um, what's it? The When they, people give you money. The sponsorships and shit like that. And she, from what I read somewhere, she makes more money from that than her contract. Yeah. It's because she puts in the hustle for it. I think Mia Yim, and not, not nothing on Mia Yim, but she all she does is just play video games. I think on she there. just she started talks. it too. I think she's like just. I think she baby stepped into this. Who Mia Yim? Yeah. Because I, no, no, she's been doing that for a while, but you know, all she does is just play video games. You know, and she's not like some big popular thing on there. Right. So I don't think she's gonna be like, I'm gonna quit so I can get big on Twitch. And then it's also you gotta think about how reliable is that gonna be. Oh, real quick, can bag. we comment on how great? Booker T's mustache is. I wish I could have a mustache like that. It kind of that Bobby it, it Fish kinda, style. Yeah, mustache, yeah. it look, and he's got the full beard too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so you gotta think about. Oh, we have Sammy Zayn. How popular? Like Fidel Castro. Yeah. How popular or Che Guevara? Uh, how popular? <laughs> um, she is on Twitch, you know, and, and how consistent that Twitch bag will be, you know. Right. Compared to a contract with WWE main roster contract. Exactly. Yeah. Um, AJ Styles, he probably makes a lot of money on Twitch, but it's not going to be anywhere near what he makes from WWE compared to where he's at on that that level. You know. Yeah. He's a big. He's big on in WWE. He has a big check from WWE. Yeah. You know? So he's not going to leave WWE. He, Vince says close it. He's going to close it because he he's not going to make a living off of Twitch. Well, most of them did. Wait, like, most of them didn't want to lose their jobs because they make more money from. Well, from not, even, not even that. You know, with the way the world is right now, they where you know where they're gonna go. There's no guarantee that AEW will sign. No guarantee that Impact will sign them. Where they're gonna go to, to make yeah. the kind of money that WWE is offering them. But I'm saying so for even, those people like Selena Vega who knew she can probably make more money off of Twitch than she is off of WWE. It's it was I'm not saying easy for her to make that decision, but it. She has that to back up to, you know. Uh, AJ, he's not gonna make that much money on Twitch that he's making, that that huge bag he's making off of WWE. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, Titus, Titus O'Neil is not gonna make as much money on Twitch that he's making off of WWE, and he's getting a big bag because he's he's been there for years. So he has his main roster, and he's been there for years. So he has a big loyalty check from coming there, right? So. So those guys are not going to leave to go to Twitch, you know, like Zelina Vega did. You know, it, it, it's just the bag is not going to be as much as it is that they get from from the millions or whatever that they get from WWE. Right. You know, and I'm not saying it was an easy decision for Zelina. I, I would assume it was a hard decision for her to make, you know, what regardless. To, what, to, what, to open up the OnlyFans? With OnlyFans to leave and stuff like that? She's well, she fighting leave. for... She got fired. I know, but... You got you got to assume that she knew where it was gonna go when she did the things that she right. decided to do. Yeah, you know, she knew the, where what was gonna happen. She made that decision, and you know, good for her. You know, she's fighting for herself and, and her rights and all that stuff. And I think she's opening up a bag that should be open. You know, that should be discussed. Now but, the only problem is is there is because we, we we both know that Vince is petty as fuck. Is there gonna be any blowback? Towels to black. 
Man, I mean, that, that might be one of the Are reasons. You, do you think he's going to go through tables every week? <laughs> <laughs> that would be one of the reasons why he wanted to go to NXT. Because he'd be safe. Like, he would get pushed there. He might get knocked knocked back down the pecking order because of this. I think it's possible. Um, I think also he wants to go to NXT because the... Because the contract is different, right? So well, he would be allowed to do the Twitch and all that stuff. Well, not yeah. only that, I think it's more than that. It might be more than that. It might just be, I could, I'll get, I'll be featured more. Instead of being like a sideshow character. No, because if Vince tells Trips, well, you know, I don't want him pushed. Even if he goes to NXT, then he's not going to get pushed in NXT. Remember, NXT is WWE, no matter what. You know? Um, and if, if Vince, oh, they got the five ready? All right. Yeah, Otis is in it. That's right, yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, they keep trying to push your down our throats, man. Stubs. That's Stubs. Yeah, yeah. Um, this has been the worst. I've been watching WWE, Raw, SmackDown. This has been the worst build. Um, I, st- I watched that first episode after Roman came back. I stopped watching it. Like, I, I can't. SmackDown has been decent, but still. Uh, and one of the main storylines that was drawing me to SmackDown is, is gone, it's gone away now. So. Which is what? The Mysterio stuff. Oh, that has yeah. been really good, you know. Dra- dramatic, sure, but it's been really good, you know. And they just ended it now with they did the go the blow away match. Yeah, I think Seth is leaving because Becky's yeah, bi- Becky's yeah. Becky's due soon, so yeah. Um, and that's a nice segue to what John Moxley's announcement. Oh yeah, John Moxley had a great news. He doing one of his pro- opening promo for AEW. Did it? He yeah, he announced it in a Moxley way, right? <laughs> like he says, he did it. Yeah, okay. like like most of the pe- like. Would, would grab a mic and be like, I'm going to be a mom. I'm going to be a dad, you know? And tell the whole world. He just throws... It's a throwaway line in a promo. That got yeah. a pregnant wife at home. I got a pregnant wife at home. And, and Excalibur said that Moxley yeah. kind of buried the lead a little yeah. bit. And the funny part about that is Renee Young right. t- t- texted... I can't remember who it was. Bailey. Bailey that she was pregnant, but meant to text Moxley. Yeah. So Bailey knew before anybody else did. Yeah. So I think that was kind of cute. That was kind of cute, though. Um, so congratulations to them. Yes. And they, they posted a picture of Renee and Moxley when they found out or something like that. Yeah, I saw, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. It's just weird to see him looking so adorable. It's weird seeing Moxley. He's like this hardcore guy, and now he's going to be a dad, and it's going to be so much worse now for him. <laughs> I'm warning you, man. <laughs> It's time, Moxie. Run, run now. <laughs> uh, you've never had to change a baby diaper as they do alligator rolls on you. Just so you know. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, uh, real quick, um, Marty Bell has decided not to re-sign with um, NWA. I think the NWA is almost done, man. I hate to say it because they had the momentum. Really? It's probably Gulak in there. Probably. We've watched the Gobbly Gooker pin R Truth to win the 24 7 belt. Yeah. Please take the mask off. Oh. <laughs> he tripped. And he's going to win it right back. Just give us a second, please. Oh, no. Yeah. This is shoot came up. Anyway. We're just watching this like this is the. I love the 24-7 time when I first started. I thought it was really cool. I hated it from jump. Told you. 
And he decided to just keep it going. It's a dumb joke that they got to keep going. Uh, anyway, so yeah, NWA, you were saying? Yeah, NWA had its momentum with their weekly show. The, the, the pandemic and everything pretty much ended that. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously, because they, they can't put on shows and stuff like that. Uh, but I do think, I mean, they have to let the talent go, right? If they're not going to do shows. But I do think they've done, they've made good deals outside of themselves. Like with AW, you know, where the title's going to be featured on AW for a while. Thunder Rosa's there for a while until 2021, where she decides to go from there. It's up to her. No, but what about, what about the, I mean, they're still defending the world, NWA World Time of Tag Titles at those they, weekly shows they're doing. Yeah, and also the women's title there at the UWN stuff on, um, on pay-per-view, those cheap pay-per-views. Uh, so, you know, they have their presence is out there and they're keeping it out there, you know. So I do think he's making good deals to keep the name out there. Um, and I think, I think the NWA has always, I mean, I don't know, because I'm not a wrestler, I'm not in that world, but I got to think that they try their best to be, like, good to their, their talent. Because remember, when the COVID stuff started, they the contracts were up and they re-signed 95% of all their talents. Right. Right? At the same time, offering them less. So, that has to say something for NWA and the fact that they were able to sign all their talents or all that talent back. It's just now, I guess the contracts are getting up again. They gotta, they gotta work now. You know? Um, so, so I think I think it's just dumb but now like that we see all these you know you saw Thunder Rosa go to AW for a while and she's still there now and doing other programs we'll talk about that later you know you got Serena Deeb with the title and Deeb was with NWA for a while um uh, uh, Allison K appears on AW you know I think they're trying to make like you know whoever they're, they're I think they're the ones probably making those deals with AW to get that talent over there Right. You know, so, you, you know, it's not their fault that they can't wrestle for NWA. So they're trying to just shift them over. And then hopefully when NWA is able to restart and contracts are up and people want to, they can resign. Or maybe they'll have another deal with AW. And maybe AW will then feed their women's division as AW, NWA is feeding their women's division, you know, and vice versa. Um, but I think, I think they'll be safe. I think they're going to survive it, you know, with the deals that they've make, been making. Um, we just got to see where they go from here, you know. But, yeah, Marty Bell's another one. Uh, not a big fan of hers, but she's, she's – I mean, I don't care where she goes. But I'm sure I'm sure she'll end up on Dark at one point to try to prove herself, you know. I can see her ending up at Impact yeah. or something. Um, the – so, also, signees to AW. Matt Seidel is official AW. I thought he was already signed. I did, too. I saw him. I, I, like, I thought okay. he was signed already, but okay, cool. Yeah. I think they sign on to, like, these per diem contracts first, and then once that's up, Like, appearance contracts. Like, Zach, yeah. right? Like, um... Matt Cardona. Signed yeah. The, yeah, but he chose not to come back. Yeah. Um. So, Matt Seidel, Jade Cargo signed with AW. Uh... Uh, and Bowen and Caster, uh, which are a great tag team that have been featured on Dark. 
particularly Bowens is really good. Anthony Bowens. Uh, so yeah, so they are they're all AW signings, all elite, whatever the gimmick is. Um, the Moxie's baby we already talked about, and that's it for the news. You want to talk about MLW real quick? Yeah, um, Fusion Restart. Yeah, you told me to watch it today. First thing you asked me, did you watch wrestling this week? I'm like, of course I did. Come on. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a professional. <laughs> you told me to watch it. The restart was on YouTube for free, so I watched it. Yeah. It wasn't bad. No, I liked it. it, was, it was, I liked to get a little history beforehand. Yep, yeah, gets you right back into where they left off. And I, I did a little reading on my own about them. They were started in 2003. They started in 2002. Yeah. And they, and, and they ceased production, I think, 2007 or eight. And they, they, and they just restarted. No, 2009 they started. They, they ceased production. Yeah. And then they restarted like 2017. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they showed you how, um, was it, Contra had taken over. Contra is basically their retribution, but done right, I guess, in a, in a sense. So gimmicky. Um, but it works, though. They make it work. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and the show starts. What was the first show, the first match? It was for the um. That's right for the open way, right? Right. With uh, Hammerstone and some guy with no name. Oh, Dugan. That was was that a title match? Yeah, it was for the open way. Um no, cause that wasn't a title match. Cause the the two title matches were. Uh, a dude from sound going by his name. That's the problem. I don't think that was a title match. That was his Hammerstone the opening match. Cause the, the um I know David um David Smith Jr. fought um Jacob Fatu yeah for the heavyweight and I think that crew their 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 middleweight title match was the other title match oh Myron Reed and um Brian Pillman Brian Pillman Jr. that was a, this wasn't a title match oh, okay so yeah so I do like how all right so we talked about their presentation already and like how we liked it right. Um, I do like during their matches they have that clock up there. They it feel yeah they give it more of a it feels more like a real sport. They make it feel more like a real sport. Yeah, um, like a legit sport. Like they talk they talk about stats. Well, when he does twenty five percent of his moves off the top rope, he wins more. Yeah, they got this. It's called Mars Martial Arts something statistics some, some shit like that. Um, yeah, I guess it also includes like UFC type stuff and shit like that. Yeah. So I, I like that. I thought when I first saw it, I thought that clock was going to be distracting, but it's really not. No, it's a it, small corner. It's high enough and you don't see it. Yeah. If you're watching the match, you, you only, you'd see it, you see the whole thing out of the corner of your eye, but you can't see the clock. Yeah. There was a mistake, though. I think it was during the, the title match where the announcer, whoever the commentator was, Saying oh, we're nine minutes into this match already, and the clock says like six minutes. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. So you might want to make sure you're on the same page as that. Yeah. I'm just saying. And it was that right away. I'm like, really? <laughs> like twenty six minutes. Um. So yeah. So the the Hammerstone thing, which was just a squash, but I, I liked it. I like Hammerstone. Um. The. The. Ooh. The Pillman versus Myron Reed was okay. I do feel like Pillman was just phoning it in, though. Yeah. You know, like, like I feel like Pillman really wants to leave. He, like, he said as much. You know, like, he's he's been kissing AEW's ass for a while. You know, like, he's putting out tweets, like, I can't wait to be part of this, you know, and shit like that. But he's still contracted with MLW. So, 
he's phoning it in, you know? It just feels like he's phoning it in, which kind of sucks. He still looked good. I, I, I felt, it felt phoned into me. Like, I felt like, like if I was running that company, I'd be like, dude, act like we want to be here, you know? Um, you know, but, or, you know, I, you know, I wouldn't let him on the show, like, you know? Uh, Myron Reed was good. Uh, also surprised was Leo Rush is going to be in this. Yes. Uh, he's going to be part of their tournament as well, I think. Yeah, the Grey Cup. The, op- the Opera Cup. Opera Cup. Um, which is kind of cool. Uh, the, the Opera Cup looks cool, too. Like They got a lot of people in there. Uh, Leo, Leo Rush is going all over the place. I think yeah. he's, the, he's part of the Super J Cup. He's part of this cup. Uh, he's part of whatever GCW be doing. That dude's getting himself... He's, 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 that dude's doing a lot of work. Yeah, he's trying to prove WWE even in the stake finals. Yeah. Um, also, I guess his rap career didn't pick up. I guess not. <laughs> uh, well, the COVID thing kind of put that to a halt. Yeah. So, so that was cool seeing him. Like, seeing that he's coming up, you know. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good show. It's just one hour. Um, and it flies by like, like three matches. Yeah, so it's one hour, and then you get whatever interstitial stuff. You see the, the Von Erichs in Hawaii getting advice uh, from Kevin Von Erich. Kevin Von Erich. Um, yeah, he's the last surviving Von Erich kid guy. Yeah, all the brothers. He had like four brothers. All they all died. Yeah, not that. I think did. I think they did a um, dark side of the ring thing about them. Yeah, yeah. I think it was one of the first ones. Yeah, from the first season. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, so that you know, there are a lot of some few interstitial things, and then there's ring action, and then there's interstitial stuff in the ring action. It's kind of reminding me of old NXT when NXT was just one hour, you know, promo, action, promo, action, and that's it. Work and work your way up to the main event, the right. the takeovers and stuff like that. Right. Um. So yeah, I did enjoy the show. It was good, except for you know the Pillman stuff. I thought was, I th- I felt th- he felt so phoned in. Hold um, on, is that Chad Gable look like Kurt Angle out there? Yeah. That's like that's usually what he used to look like. No, he was Shorty G for a while. Yeah, but before that he was Right. He was the Kurt See, Angle. He, I think he's back to Kurt being he's back to Chad Gable. Yeah, his whole thing now I think is he's he's trying to encourage Otis or something like that to be like a better uh, to be taken so, more serious. They came so close to make doing something good with him and they ruined they yeah. they put him with Otis and they ruined it. Anyway. <laughs> To be the new heavy machinery. Uh-huh. Anyway. Listen, what else are you going to do with Otis? Otis is not going to be a single star. So he's going to be part of some tag team again. He's a comedy act. That's yeah. fine. I can, I can live with him being as a comedy act. So don't push him down a serious challenge into a title. Uh, so let's let's get to the main event. All right. You ready? Yes. Let's do this. This is, this is the Wednesday Night Smarks. Where we uh we shoot view AEW against uh and AEW and NXT against each other. Let's keep in mind it's just our opinions, and if you don't like it, you're wrong. You can go fuck yourselves. Oh, <laughs> and uh, I want to show and please buy merch from our merch table. <laughs> yeah, please. After we told you to go fuck yeah. yourselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about uh, this week. As as always, we start with the ratings. And uh, it was a good week for AEW. Yeah, they got a .37 in the in the demo, making them seventh for the night. Uh, being beaten by three segments of the NWA draft. 
and some and NBA. What you said? You said NWA. That, that, I'm sorry. And the and. NBA, I almost did it again. Well, I watched the first hour of the draft, first mm-hmm. half hour maybe, and then I turned it off. Yeah, it's, it's a draft. I don't know. Well, I, I, I love watching draft. I, I can't never get into that. But uh, but people do love it. That that yeah, that, that draft, because it was different this year. Yeah. Usually it's done with people there. Everything was virtual this year. Yeah, so. Well, the it, NBA was, I think a lot of people watched, started cutting off. That's right. I think a lot of people watched it because if you, if you follow the NBA, NBA has been a madhouse since Monday. Yeah. Trades because the NBA couldn't start signing players till Friday, but there've been a crazy number of trades. Yeah, like superstars moving, and you know, and so teams, so people wonder what are these teams gonna do with their draft picks? There were rumors what Minnesota was gonna do with the number one pick. Were they gonna get a superstar for the number one pick? Golden State number two. Are they gonna get a superstar? For the there was a lot of intrigue in the draft right. of what teams are gonna do with these picks. Were they, were they gonna trade them or not? So a lot of people watched it for that. So, so yeah. So they they had three segments. In I the, think I guess who's gonna win this? Probably. Uh, so you had three segments in the draft for the draft in the top five. Um, and then AW came in seventh. So that's kind of cool. They were kind of in the top five if you consider the draft as one, right? Right. Uh, technically, um, and uh, they got eight hundred and fifty thousand viewership. NXT did not do so good. Still, they scored a .14. They didn't rank in the top 50. I think they came 56 or some such. Getting 238. I'm sorry. 638 uh, viewership. So that was bad. Yeah. Um, and it's WWE. They, they, they don't... They don't push NXT as a proper brand. And until they start doing that, we're not, this is what we're going to see. Until they start treating it like a real brand. Yeah. It's an afterthought. It's Yeah, it is. Even They're not included in the Survivor Series. Yeah. Like Vince isn't even pushing them anymore at all. Yeah. Um, and for me, I mean, I'm not going to say NXT was better than AEW. I enjoyed AEW more this week. But I, for me... And I, you know, a little preview. It, it, there was, it was hard to pick. Um, I, I will get it. We'll, we'll get into it later after we do I, the thing. Look, but it was like the first half hour to forty minutes of NXT. It was I horrible. hated. Yeah, it was horrible. But I'll say this: match wise, NXT owned for the majority. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. But the, I think what ruined NXT for me was that, which I'll get into with that opening segment. The op- a couple things at the beginning ruined. Yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into but, that. Um, second, but. And for the most part, NXT does do solid shows every week. Yeah. In-ring stuff. The problem is because they're not booked, they're not, WWE doesn't promote them as anything, and they're an afterthought, their ratings are going to suck every week. Yeah. And, and, I mean, it's also, some of it is what they do with the show itself, you know? You know, like, the, you know, we're going to it later, the Leon Rush stuff, or look how they've, I, that's also part main roster, um, but, Called it, yeah, but what they, what they did with um, you know, Rhea Ripley. Oh, surprise! Yeah. No shit. That's a, maybe that'll be a program. Um, but what they did with Rhea Ripley, yeah, they completely fucked her up. Yeah, but you and, know what? She's going to the we'll, we'll, we'll preview. She's going to the main roster probably. Raw SmackDown. And it's just but that match with 
Shir Shirai. I'll, I'll say now that other match tonight. Yeah, that yeah we're, we're going to that later. But 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 look at that. Like last year, or at this moment when she won the title against uh, Shayna Baszler, that was NXT's highest rating. Right. You know, and I think that night they beat AEW in the viewership and stuff like that. You know, that was a big night for them. That was their highest rated number. And it was, you know, real Ripley, Sheena Baszler at, at the main event. And when she won the title, and that was, you know, she was a big fucking star. Flash forward to now, NXT scoring their, I think this was their second biggest number, lowest number that they scored. Yeah. And it was real Ripley at the main event with Io Shirai. You know, and Io Shirai is a ratings mover for them. Right. You know, and... That just shows how how they fucked her up, you know. Well, the part of, that's part not of not NXT. It. I'm just saying WWE as a whole. Fucked that's up part of it. Again, part of it is them not pushing NXT, not making you give a shit to watch NXT. Yeah. And like, unless you're an NXT fan watching NXT and you know about it, you don't give a shit about NXT. And they they don't push the brand at all, so people aren't watching. The, the casual fans aren't watching because WWE doesn't push it. WWE doesn't give it any kind of. Rub say, you know, you should watch NXT. NXT is a great show. What they're doing next week, Kevin Owens on TV, he's going to be doing commentary next week. Yeah. Maybe that'll help a little bit. I um, doubt it. But the thing is, also, is WWE is mainly, like, held together with, like, they're over 50s, right? Right. Like, that's their main thing. Um, the, I mean, the, the two, the, the main roster shows have, like, a lot of younger viewers, but the thing that the most loyal viewers is they're over 50s. And over 50s, are like people who use you know old shit you know and they don't want the new shit you know because they're used to that right you know you know I don't want a tablet you know I got my I don't want a smartphone I got my flip phone you know yeah because they're used to that they don't want to learn something else new you know and that's basically what the, the what the situation you get uh, is is you you have these olds that don't want the new thing they don't want the good stuff they want the stuff that they're used to they're gonna sit their ass down every Monday and Friday and watch that shit you know that's and you know it kind of shows with the Halloween Havoc number right Halloween Havoc was a nostalgia thing everyone just like Halloween Havoc I remember that and it clicked over you know and a big number that clicked over was the olds you know right. the, that plus fifty they got they got a big number in Young as well. You know, but that that big number that got them over was that that plus fifties, you know, and it's just and then once that's over, that nostalgia's done, uh, it's just back to regular NXT and then they go back to which I don't get. You figure if you watch like Halloween Havoc mm-hmm. and they did they did a lot in Halloween Havoc, like yeah. moving storylines along, you know, setting shit up. Yeah. If you're a fan, would you want to see what's next? Like what are they, where are they going next? Like who is that person under the mask? If you don't watch NXT, like they, they do enough to make you want to come back next week, but people aren't just coming back. But you also gotta consider the fans that are watching it. It's the WWE Raw SmackDown guys, right? And they came, they saw, but they just want their Raw SmackDown. You know, they, this this stuff here is new. You know, these guys, these people these just hate people. Damian Priest guys and all that stuff. They just hate new. Yeah, because they're used to what they're used to. You know. And I think that's the problem WWE as a whole has to deal with. They gotta figure out a way to get that young crowd back. Yeah, you know. And it's also, I mean, I'll say this: it's also not a good look for AEW that they can't be 
a show, a WWE show, WWE doesn't even, WWE doesn't even promote. They, they're beating them, but they should be drawing over a million. No. At this point, AEW should be drawing over a million. Nah. The NXT was put there to be that that draw. Because still, NXT is still going to draw. You know? Um, oof. That, you know, NXT is still going to draw. Regardless. <sighs> Of, you know they have their they still have their own loyal fan base you know so that's why they were put there yeah you know? I know but, I, but I, AEW is is a success you know they've they've maintained a a top 10 in the in the rankings you know consistently not always obviously but they've been up there consistently AEW oh, I'm sorry NXT unfortunately consistently is not even in the top 50 yeah, which is a shame. Yeah, it is a shame. It sucks. You know, because it, it regardless of how I nitpick everything and stuff like that, it's still a must-watch show. Yeah, it's still a worthy show to be watched. Um, but it's just the way they book them, and and still, you know, they only draw in those over. Even NXT only draws in those over fifties. You know, they're not drawing in that younger crowd. You know, and NXT has enough going on. That should appeal to a younger crowd. Yeah. And I, yeah. Yeah. And if you look at the numbers, like with their, the main event with Io Shirai and um, Rhea, Ripley. Rhea Ripley, that, bu- there was a bump there. It didn't beat um, AEW or anything like that, but there was still a huge bump. And that bump came from those plus 50s. Because I guess old people want to see the, the, you know, the woman fight, you know? I don't know. I, they, they, they need to just move. Like I would move them to Tuesdays, you know. That way they would be in the top ten for a while, you know. Vince is never gonna do that. though. Cause think about that. Like say Vince does die or whatever, you know. Do you think like the board would be like, let's give Triple H, WWE. What does Triple H do? He runs NXT. NXT has been a failing show. You know, ratings-wise, you know, not quality. But, you know, it has been a failing show. Has hardly ever been in the top ten. Yeah, but, you know, I'm sure that the board of direct, like, their board... No, no they don't know shit about wrestling, though. Yeah, but I'm sure they have people that do know about wrestling. Not the like, board. They, no, the board is just business. They don't know shit. That's why they keep giving Vince more money and shit like that. You know? Their shareholders and shit like that. So the board is not... They're going to look at Triple H and be like, you've been running a show... That hasn't even clocked into the top fifty uh, on most day, on most months or most weeks rather. And why would we give you? You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's a failing show, you know? Yeah, I mean it's making him look bad. Yeah, it makes him look bad. So why would he, they give him the opportunity to be in charge of everything? You know? You no, know, Triple H could kind of like you know what? Fine, well put me on put me on two days for six months, and I'll show you what kind of numbers I can pull in. If he does that and pulls in great numbers in six months, then we find out the problem wasn't the show, it was where it was. Yeah, but I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's what they would do. Like, let's give them an opportunity. You know, you've had this opportunity with NXT, you know? And it stinks. NXT is a great show. Yeah. We keep, we keep saying that, but it is. Um, But yeah, so, I mean, that's the main takeaway. I mean, AEW's been doing good. They're nipping at the heels of Raw and SmackDown. Um. So, that's continuing to become a big conversation piece. Uh, 
Yeah, so let's get to the shows. Uh, I started last week, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. So you start this week. All right, it opened up with... Um, hold on. Oh, rematch. Johnny Gargano versus Leon Ruff for the for the North American title. Yeah. And I got to say, Leon Ruff looked really good. Like, he, the kid, dude's talented. Yeah, I've been saying that since the COVID era started because he was one of their jobber guys that they were bringing. Right, right. And... Uh, he was, yeah. one of, he was one of carrying crosses for his victims. Yeah. And, uh, like, he would come in always. He, he, he jobbed to, I think, Bronson Reed at one point. Yeah, he yeah. jobbed He jobbed to everyone. That was his job, to, was to job. And it was great because the dude can sell. Yeah. And you got to be a talent in order to sell that good. And, I, and I, that was one thing I always noted about the whole COVID era was that AW and NXT had these guys in this jobber um or whatever that were fucking awesome like like Lee Johnson and shit like that and they were doing like these awesome cells Leon Ruff was one of those standout guys and uh, I was glad when they finally announced that he signed I was like alright good for him yeah but, this match was really good yeah. like in a bubble I went three and a half on it in a bubble I didn't like the, the I didn't like the ending originally like the priest came out <laughs> the whole thing I hated it yeah. but no I'll explain why it yeah, didn't bother me later Priest came out and punched Leon Ruff, getting him disqualified, to, so he would keep the title. Yeah, and it was Priest fucking with Johnny Gargano. I hated it. I hated. I saw like really. That's what they did, really. But again, three, in a bubble, three and a half is is, is what I give. It. it was a great match. Leon Ruff's got fucking talent, yeah. and he was quick. And I would like to see him once he's done with this program, get involved in the cruiserweight division, like going for a cruiserweight belt. I think that would be great. Yeah, like him sure. in the cruiserweight division. I'm sure it'd be fine. Yeah. Um. So next up, we had Pat um Loomis versus Cameron Grimes oh, yeah. in a blindfold uh, match. Uh, let me, let me, okay, uh, go back. Uh, Leon Ruff, the stuff. Yeah, I didn't like it. Um, uh, two and three quarters. I give it is, uh, is this the the titles on a joke? Um, and he still came off as a joke. Right. You know, and I didn't like that. And then, like. The whole thing with Damian Priest coming out. Like, shouldn't they, like, disqualified Leon Ruff right there as soon as Priest grabbed them out? Yeah? And then, but that would have given, I guess, Ruff the L or whatever. But so, so I didn't like that. Yeah? And the whole idea, I did love a Priest t-shirt. Had that weird Puerto Rican neon yeah, lights yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, t-shirt. That was cool. But, uh... Yeah, it's just like everything. Like the title is on a joke. Like, like they don't care. Like that's the main thing that bothers me about it. Like, they don't. They're not taking the North American title seriously. It, it's it's basically, and it kind of more so later on, but it, it it's kind of like the twenty four seven title. Yeah. I'm hoping they move past that once this storyline is done. Like once they're done with this. They put on somebody seriously and they, and they and they bring it back. I think that's gonna happen. I think I think what they're doing with now is horrible. I don't yeah. think this is gonna last. I don't think it's gonna be a joke title all the time. Well, no, it's just but, for the storyline. But still, that affects it in the You're long right. run, yeah. You know? Um, uh, but yeah, good. So next up, we had Dexter Lewis and Cameron Grimes in a blindfold match. I went one. It was so bad. This was horrible. It was garbage. It was. Like, they put the mask, they put the blindfold on Loomis. And I called it last week. Cameron Grimes. And <laughs> Loomis had, didn't move, and Grimes kept missing. Well, because um, 
Yeah, because he's uh, he's. Well, you mean like when he still had the mask on? Uh, grass? Yeah, yeah. He it didn't w- miss the ref, but. <laughs> but yeah, I, I called this last week when he when he attacked. I was like, oh, we're gonna have a blindfold match next week, and then they announced it. I was like, oh wow, a yeah. blindfold match now. Yeah, so um, I'm not gonna talk about it anymore. I gave it one. That's it. I don't care. It sucks because Dex Loomis is really talented. He just stuck with his character. And Cameron Grimes is really good, too, and he stuck with his character, too. Yeah, this was part of the, that half hour, 40 minutes that I didn't like of this show. Yeah, you know, he got, he took, he, you know, so basically what happened was he he beat up the ref, the zombie ref guy, and uh, and then took off his mask. I like how they keep making the referee for his matches a zombie ref, too. Yeah. Like, they're doing it on purpose. They're yeah. doing it on purpose at this point. Just to fuck with him. So so he takes off the mask and he notices that Loomis still has his mask. And then he proceeds to tippy toe. Yeah. <laughs> to creep up on him. And then and then he still misses because Loomis is unnatural. Yeah. He's not human, so he he could see him or feel him coming, stuff like that. And then and then the fight doesn't even end. <laughs> like it doesn't even like, they take off the, the, the mask and then the he chased the referee Lewis didn't out. see it because referee was, referee was knocked out. Yes. All right. Can we move past this, please? Because this, 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 I, I, I didn't watch it. I had, I left it on. Yeah. But I, I didn't watch it. Yeah. It was horrible. It was right, horrible. Ne- so <laughs> next we have Priest. This is what I was talking about, Damien Priest. So he's backstage talking to Regal, saying he was having fun out there, and what he did was a joke. He was, yeah. he, he was having fun, and Ruff gets insulted, saying, "I'm not a joke." Well, you call me a joke. Yeah. Priest's like, I'm not calling you a joke. I was just saying I was having a fight. Well, yeah, but you're calling me a joke, though. Like, they, they, they went back and forth, and Ruff slapped Priest. Yeah, because Ruff was like, you know, do you want this back? Do you want me to you know, rip up my contract? And he was yeah, you know, doing that with um, Rigo and stuff. Yeah, like. and Priest's like, I was only doing it so Gargano wouldn't get title back. Yeah. So I like, so I, I, so what I thought they were going to do with this, I thought Ruff was like, I see why he did that. No, it's cool. But he got insulted by it. Like he was being treated as a joke. Like now he's got to feel like they have something to prove now, so they might do something with this. I don't think so, but they might. Yeah, because they're still later on. He's still a joke. Yeah, but he did have his moment later on, though. We will get to it. So they announced that War Games is back. There's gonna be two War Games matches: a men's match and a women's match. Yeah. I hate War Games. Huh? I hate War Games. Why? I hate the fact that they have War Games as a. As a title pay per view takeover, you know, kind of like Hell in Cell and shit like that. I don't like that, you know, because you know, all right, they're gonna have two factions fighting each other. Well, the only thing I like about it, when I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit, they've been this UE against the um, the brand feud been going on for a while now. So this it feels right, like it's gonna it's gonna end here. It feels like it's been building up for months now. No, but the thing is, is that you know a. How a war games thing is coming, you know. You know, just war well, games should be by surprise. Well, we they should just know, build up to the story know, first. We didn't know, honestly. I wasn't sure if they were going to do war games this year. They do it every year. It's one of their their pay per views. You know? But usually they do a Survivor Series weekend. Yeah. So I wasn't sure when they were going to do it. The, uh, the next Sunday or whatever or whenever they're doing it. Um, December sixth. December sixth. Yeah. So it's it's next week or the week after. Yeah. You know? But look, I like that. Look, the women's one, I'm not crazy. I'm, it's going to be good, but they kind of rushed out a little bit. But the men one, they set that's been set up for months. Now. But what I'm saying is, it, I, I know it's coming. I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, it should be war games. I don't mind them having the concept there, but they should just 
move it around. Have it in the summer, have it in the spring, have it, in, you know, whenever it feels right for that story to have it. Say, all right, this has to end. We're going to do it in a war games. And then that takeover will have the war games, you know, for that whenever that, because I don't know. Yeah, but here's the problem with that, though. Say you set it up in the summer, yeah. right? But don't set it up. Don't call it war games until you know you're going to do the war games thing. Yeah, you know? but once, once you start to see the problem with that is, once you start seeing the pieces start coming, even, before, even three months before they announce it, once you start seeing the pieces coming together with faction against faction, you know where it's going to end. That's it doesn't fine. matter where they do they're, it. They're, at least they're building up that story before it gets there. But they kind of could tease us with one takeover, like, it, it, but it doesn't happen. But they move it to the next one. But they've been building up the Gargano. But we Pat knew think that this month. was going to happen. But yeah, but they've been building up for six months now. When did Gar- when did the Gargano? When did Cole fight McAfee? Like four months ago. But I'm saying we knew this was going to be a War Games thing. Like no, we, we knew didn't, it because four months ago McAfee didn't have his group. He just formed a group a couple weeks ago. But I'm saying we knew this. It was going to be his group against UB. Well, once his group came together, we knew. Yeah. Like once his. That's group, it. That's but, what I'm saying. Right, but to, yeah, but you, your logic makes no sense though because yeah, we knew that the end game was going to be war games because now because UE came back. But if, even if you move war games into the summer, once Mac Pamac reforms his group, you know where war games is going to happen. Doesn't matter if you did it a month before or a week before, you knew it was going to happen. Like, you know, the moving war games to the summer are, are having a different time of year is not going to matter because the, the second. But the you can sec- build up stories leading up to that. But you know they, what I'm did. Until they did. This is going to continue after war games. But yeah, the problem you know is they, they did build up. The, the story's been building up for months, though. The McAfee Cole feud has been building up for months. That's McAfee and Cole. I'm talking about this faction war thing where it's the brand or whatever the fuck they call it, Kings of NXT versus. I call the brand. Yeah. Um, versus NX, the UE, you know? It's, it's, as soon as he had a group, you know that this is going to be his group against the UE group. Right, but even if they take everything they're doing now and move it six months back, the minute these, Pat McAfee put his, his group together, you knew War Games was going to happen. Does it matter? What's the difference if it's happening in a couple of weeks as opposed to a couple of months? But you don't you still know, know what's going to happen. No, but you don't know when it's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? You can at least build up some stories where it's his tag team versus their tag team, this single guy versus that single guy, until it gets super fucking heated, you know, where this has to end. And then it ends at War Games. You know? And that takeover can be that way. It's not going to end at War Games. We we both. But I know, but that's the problem. That's why if War Games is every fucking year on this particular pay per view, this year, this particular week, so you say you're saying move war games around every year? Whenever it's proper. They, WWE, nobody, no promotion does that. You you always have a set schedule. Like WWE no, got some series every year. I'm not year. saying no. Listen, listen. I'm not saying move the name takeover. Take out the war games name out. Move the concept to whenever it's needed. You know what I'm saying? And then it'll be a surprise for that takeover. So you'll be like watching during the summer, like holy shit, we're getting a takeover for this summer. Yeah, but the problem uh, is war games rather. I take the COVID era during the regular era. You have to sit. You can't just announce a takeover. You got. You gotta have. A, you gotta have a selling point for it. Like you have that's, to have something that sells the takeover. That's gimmicks, though. Like you can build up to this faction war thing for you know, like a month before. Because takeover, I don't. Know, I'm not sure what their schedules are anymore. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But like, 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 say it's just like two months. Like you know, you can build up. All right. A month from now, we're going to have a takeover. It's going to be our faction 
versus their faction, and you just build up to to that war games and shit, you know? Speaking of. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, just you can use it as a tool. That's why I don't like Hell in a Cell. Same thing. You know? Well, the Hell in a Cell thing, I agree with you, but when they did Bailey Sasha, that uh, f- fit the Hell in a Cell perfectly because they've been building that feud up for a while now. Like, yeah. when they fought, it felt like the final time they were going to fight. They just worked it out, so they, they just paced it, so it ended at Hell in a Cell. I see your point. My point is, I don't like the idea of, of moving the war games around every year when it fits. But it doesn't fit. If it's at that same spot, it doesn't fit. It doesn't feel... Either that, or you just know a story's going to end there or something like that. Just move it around. Surprise us with it, you know? I, I can't see. I, I, can't, I can't get behind that. You know, it's, otherwise, it's just a gimmick pay-per-view. You know? And? Or, then you know what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's just... It's just, you know, it's just, a, you know, it's just another gimmick. It's like hell and a cell. The problem it's the is, same WWE's shit. not the only company to do that, though. But we're talking about WWE, right? But I'm saying is, you know, I, I TNA used to do that all the time when they do the six sides of steel. Yeah, same. Problem. Where every match was, you knew every match they were setting up a cage match. Yeah, same problem. Same problem. Same issue. You know, if you're gonna have that that same pay per view every year. Elimination Chamber every year at the same spot and then you know alright those how many people are in an Elimination 6? Yeah. You know these 6 people that keep fighting each other they're going to be in Elimination Chamber. Yeah but you can't you can't you know move but you can't move pay-per-views around every You can't just move but the But I'm not saying move every, pay-per-views yeah. around. No, you can't move I'm saying move the concepts. Yeah but then you move yeah but the problem is WWE bases there so you're saying have a regular pay-per-view with the war games in it. Yeah. But WWE names their pay-per-views after the concept. That's Eliminate their problem. Champions, Survivor Stop Series. doing that. But then what are you going to name pay-per-view then? Just take over. No, forget you know? this. WWE, again, you're doing the same thing I do. Or take over whatever city they're in. You, you know? You're doing the same thing I do. You're forgetting that NXT is part of WWE and that's how WWE operates. They, but I'm they're, saying they're that's about, the problem. They're all about branding. But I'm saying that's the problem. You know, if, you, if you're going to name it, then you're just, you just know where it's going to end. Stop doing that. You know? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I see what you're saying. I just can't. I mean, I don't know how much I can get behind it. I see what you. I get your point. Yeah. On some levels, I agree with you, but I like the idea that that I know. Oh, it's Survivor Series season. Oh, War Games is coming up soon. I can't wait. War Game, What they can do with War Games this year? I don't like that they they, they jump it around because you you also have to promote it to. The fans. Yeah, you, can promote, it, you can promote it a month before. You know? And then you say, all right, this takeover is about to come. These factions got to stop this. This is where we're going to end it. Takeover coming up, it's going to be have war games. You know? And you got a month of promotion, a month of promos, a month of action, and, you know, whatever interstitial shit for the, the weekly shows and shit like that. And then, boom. Hot fucking takeover. And now you know there's going to be a war games. It's going to sell. Pay-per-view money. You know? Or surprise us and put it on live on a Wednesday. So I did that when they first announced that. I thought it wasn't going to be on a Wednesday. Until, until I looked at the date. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a Sunday. I'm like, all right. Yeah, right. yeah takeovers are on Sundays now. I know. I thought war games was going to be at all. Oh, like one of their live gimmicks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Halloween Havoc and shit. Well, where are they going to hold it, though? 
But that was something else too. Like, is it going to be the Tropicana Field at that? I point? think so. Because you can't really put that in CWC. CWC is not big enough. I don't know. Like we thought about that with Thunderdome, with Hell in a Cell, and they were able to do that really good. Well, look how big the arena is. Yeah. I mean, basically the the Amway the ring is in the exact same spot it would be if it were the crowd. Amway is big enough for the Hell in a Cell. Yeah. You know, it's basically this. The only the difference problem is, was is that. I mean, we couldn't see up. If, but if you look up, it, it doesn't seem like it has that high of a ceiling, but right. apparently it does. Yeah. Or maybe they angled it out or something Also, like and the lights, too. Yeah. The, oh, the way the lights right. are the set lights, up, yeah. they make it seem like it's more intimate, which is, yeah. way, which is the way it should be. Most likely, the war games will be probably at Tropicana Field. Yeah. Most likely. Because yeah. it looks like CWC is too small to hold two rings. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah it has to be. So I'm no curious how it's gonna look. Like, is it still gonna have the NXT feel with the with the fans behind the the um, plexiglass, or is it gonna look like this? Yeah. Or I mean, because I'm not sure because it's December sixth. Yeah. I don't know if they'll be in Trop. No, they will. By December sixth, I, I think, think so. it's at the end of December. No, NBA starts up the middle of December. Awesome. Oh, maybe yeah, maybe you're right then. Well, e- either way, they can be, it'll either be here or the Tropicana field. Yeah. It won't be at CWC. I doubt it, yeah. All right, next up. We had Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell over Casey Cantanzaro and Caden Carter. I like Candice LeRae's finishers called Wicked Stepsister. Yeah. I went three. It was good. Nothing bright. Nothing special. Uh, yeah, I, I went three and a half. I thought this was decent enough. I think there was some weird communication at one point. I remember thinking that when I was watching. I don't remember where I saw it. Yeah, I, I, this was not offensive at all, though. Next up, you had Arturo Ruaz against Kushida. Is that Kushida? your hour still? No, I'm still my first hour, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Um, good man, I went three and a half on this. A little I side note. I love this match. Arturo Ruaz, that, he got hurt. Yeah, he got hurt during his match, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, ah, oh, damn it. Yeah, he looked really good. Yeah. I went I went three and a half on this. I loved it. Yeah, I it loved it. I went three and three quarters. I thought it was awesome. Um just a fucking match like these guys just grappled and grappled uh, they did Brazilian Jiu Jitsu type shit yeah uh, Atua Horas I believe is a legit black belt yes they said it and um I don't care what they say this is just gimmicks but I believe he is legit uh, I believe uh, Kushida is like a blue belt if, if I read that correctly and uh this was great and he didn't win with uh he went with like a pin it's just not a way you would win a a he turned the ankle pin, ankle submission into a into a bridge pin. Yeah, so, so yeah, I just love the way it went. Unfortunately, he got hurt, but yeah. still, fuck, it was he, awesome. He's match. gonna be out for a while, probably. It sounds like yeah, I remember reading it was it sounded like a big a big injury. All right, next up we had some really weird, cringy thing with with Tony Storm and Ember Moon in the back. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah. That wasn't that the bad. Toy, the, the, the Ember thing was kind of was she's not great. Huh? Yeah, she's not great, but. Eh. It's forgivable. It wasn't that bad. And next up, we had Candice LeRae and... No, we had Storm and Ember Moon versus Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. Um, Tony Storm pinned Dakota Kai with a roll-up. And after that, um, Hartwell and Candice come out and attack Storm and Moon. So I guess it's, that's going to be the teams for War Games. Pretty much, yeah. At least one half of it. Well, yeah. We know Ember Moon and Tony Storm are going to be on the other half. And it's going to be Gonzalez, Kai... Um, uh, Lorraine and um, 
Yeah. And her protege girl. Andy Hartwell. Andy Hartwell. It'll and probably be uh, maybe um, Io Shirai will be on another team. I'll, yeah, it's probably Io Shirai and um, Ember and Tony. And maybe maybe they'll they'll Rhea Ripley will stay till the end of stay for War Games, and that'll be her last match. Possibly. Possibly. Maybe she's like a surprise show up or something like that. Yeah. Um. So is that your hour? Yeah, it's my first hour. Your hour ends after the second part of the Vegas thing. Yeah, I think it's before Pac, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. See, I kept I kept track of it. All right, so AEW opens up with Young Bucks defeating Top Flight. I love this match. Uh, video promo as the as they got in the ring, they gave a video promo of Top Flight, and uh, in just two minutes, they gave you a reason to love these guys, um, or at least a reason to care about Top Flight. Uh, it was a very well done uh, video package on these guys. Um, Notable thing, they wore the BLM armbands, which I thought was cool. And uh, this was flippy flips, man. This was yeah. a high pace, high action fucking thing, and they looked fucking awesome. And uh, I mean, they're they're wrestling the Bucks. I think if we were to wrestle the Bucks, we would put on a great match with the Bucks. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. So I'm watching this match. It was good. I went I went three and a half. It was good. I, I didn't love. I, I didn't love. Four. I went. I, I didn't. It. I didn't love it. I didn't love it. What is the style difference between Private Party, the Young Bucks, and Top Flight? They're the exact same team. Like they wrestle the exact same styles. Like, so what? Like, I, does they, does AEW really need more tag? Like, I don't. I also don't get why the Bucks had to wrestle here. Like, they just won the titles. Like, you have to put the Bucks on TV wrestling every week. Yes. For they're, ratings. Yes. Yeah, so that's the Bucks. Which means if you take if you take the Bucks and like Kenny Omega out of it, AW nobody will watch AEW. That's my problem. Like the Bucks, they're not Well you push the people that are over. But you're not really building up new talent then. Like how, how they just built up top flight. but I uh, uh, you see a team we have a top flight probably those probably one of their one off deals. Just get them on TV, give them some work, which is fine. I'm not I'm not I was wondering, like, what the fuck's going on here? I'm not saying anything bad about that, but I would prefer to like top flight against. They set up something with with um THQ. Right. Yeah. I would have minded seeing that match open up. Like instead of the young, like why would the young bucks have to wrestle? No, there? but with the bucks here, and this was if uh, if you look at the quarter hours, one of their highest quarter hours that they did with viewerships. Got so many eyes on this young team, getting them, you know, a push. This was getting them over, you know. This is how you push young talent, well, and that's what they're doing. Whether they're they're signed or not, they're pushing. They did the same thing with Ben Carter, you know. They're not scared if they decide if that talent decides to sign with someone else. They at least got young talent over, you know. Like Ben Carter, they got over. He didn't sign with them. He signed with WWE, but they got them over. And I think that's what they care about. For at some part, it's just getting young talent over wherever they decide to sign. I guess more. I'm just tired of all the flippy flip tag teams. Like, I don't mind it once in a while, but, like, AW seems to... That's what they want to push, the flippy flip stuff. No, they, they push, you know... Omega and uh, Kenny weren't okay, flippy take flip. Okay, FTR wasn't yeah. flippy flip. Okay, SCU's yeah. SCU's not but, really flippy flip. But look, like, the they Young Bucks are flippy mix. flip. I didn't really know... What did they just go through? Dude, FTR is not flippy flip. SEU is not flippy flip. 
the the Bucks are somewhat flippy flip. Somewhat? Excuse, yeah, they excuse. were not really flippy flip here. They can't because he's selling his ankle. Yeah, you know? but take the ankle and drag. They, it. They're flippy flip tag team. No, they change up their gimmick every so often. You I, know. Look. Um. Whatever. Until they broke up, Omega and um, Kenny were not flippy flip. Uh, who else? Uh, the Chaos Project, if you want to consider them, are not I flippy flip. They're a tag team. There. They're not flippy flip. You know. You know, whoever. Like, Private Party? Private Party is Flippy Flip. Yeah. THQ is at the Flippy Flip and uh, Technical, because the other guy's uh, more of a technical guy. Um, like, like a you submission went, guy. You went four on this match, and I think you're, I think you're high? No, this match was awesome. <sighs> there was, what it was, was wrong with it? It wasn't They made bad. no mistakes. It wasn't. I'm not saying, look, three and a half is not a bad mark. No. To me, it was nothing. It, it was good. I enjoyed it. It was high paced. It I was just, good. They made no mistakes. And and it pushed a further storyline down, you know, you know with TXQ and which could possibly go right to dark. Well, actually, no, I think they have, I think someone announced that there was going to be on next week. They're gonna have TXQ and Top Flight um, at some point on next week's show. Uh, so yeah, so they're they're just pushing this team and they pushed another storyline across. I loved it. It was great. Okay, and this is. The AEW has made a point to make sure that everyone knows that the first match is a very important match. You know, and it has to be entertaining. And when it's not, it's so obvious. You know? Okay. Like, I forgot what match they did, but yeah. Yeah, so I love this. Uh, okay, I mean. Uh, excellent. It was, uh, I wrote excellent debut for Top Flight. Everyone was great. And there's clear potential with Top Flight. Um, I don't I think they'll probably do a quick thing with TXQ here and then they'll cycle if they decide to stay they'll cycle them down to dark and stuff like that like they did with um, Private Party um, Private Party's on dark? They were for a while oh. you know they they were on Dynamite they did the tournament stuff then they were on Dynamite for a while and then they cycled them down to dark and then they did dark shows for a, lot, for a while and then now they're back on Dynamite doing more Dynamite stuff um Alright, then they, after this, they did the hangover thing. Which the first one was fine. I could live with that one. It, it, it wasn't boring. It, it had funny moments. You, but know, you I, had Hagar and Wardlow staring each other down. Which was continuing that little story. Uh, before they got high, and I'll talk about that in a second. You had Sammy and Ortiz, you know, evil-eyeing MJF the whole time. You know, MJF was cheating and, and blackjack and shit. Um, you know, they, they had this funny moments and shit like that. Conan appears. Conan was the one that got them high on a, on some weed, and uh, and then that's when at that point that's when um Sammy and um, um Ortiz started to like them and shit like that. Uh, when it's when they got high, and then everyone was smiling, having fun, and all that stupid shit. Elvis joins them, and it was basically a ripple of a hangover. Yeah, that's it was just uh. Homage or whatever you want to call it, off hangover. I want to say rip off. It's not like they're making money off it. Actually, they are. It's a T-shirt. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a rip off. Um, yeah. So it, this one was funny. I can live with this one. Uh, then it said to be continued. I was like, uh, no. <laughs> uh, I was scared I was going to be continued in the ring in some form, but that didn't happen at least. But I will say this: they got I got rid of it in first hour. Yeah, sure. Um, so after this first bit, they they go right into the Mox promo, which we talked about. That was a great fucking promo. Talks about 
his pops pick him up from the uh, police precinct at one day and it's, apparently his pops was very scary and big and stuff like that and uh, abusive at one point um, and this was actually a callback uh, there was a kind of a bad interview that he did with um, Stone Cold for his podcast where he went off the rails once Stone Cold brought up his father right so it's a sense of callback to that um, so it's a serious thing that he takes and um, so yeah so he brought up his father and how his father said like you know we're the good guys you know and uh, and he does this great promo and he throws in that throwaway line about his pregnant wife and uh, yeah I love it he always does a great promo and I, I fucking love this um, and then uh, talking about the and then later on he talked about the, the signing and shit like that and then uh, we have uh, Orange Cassidy defeating Kip Sabian and um there was a point to this match where I was like, this is going too long. Yeah, I agree with that. And then they went into his closing stretch, and then I was like, all right, it was it was at a good point. And then it was fine. And then um, and there was one point Orange Cassidy kind of saved the whole fucking thing from disaster. I don't know if you saw that. No. Kip Sabian did a, tried to do a springboard. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he completely missed. He and slipped, I he rewind. Slipped. He completely missed. I rewinded this thing over like three times. I'm like, where did he fuck up? You know? And I, I don't... I just, it's just one of those things where he just fucked up. And he slipped. And then Orange Cassidy just grabbed him. That's something I've noticed about this COVID era wrestling on both shows. They've learned to... I like I don't know I don't know if they, they prop him to it or let him know, like, listen, there's no energy out there right now. Right? Or it's going to be low energy. So you're going to fuck up a lot now. And not notice and notice it, and so it's gonna stop you more than usually when there's a crowd there. So maybe there's like some sort of, I don't know, the uh, procedure that they teach them now. Like, right, listen, if you see that other guy fuck up, just grab him and do a move. Right. You know, because that seems to be like the procedure that they do now. You know, you know, usually when there was crowds and stuff like that, someone fucks up, it's a fucking botch, right? <laughs> you know, everyone notices it and and it stops the match, but now. Grab the motherfucker, do a move, and then work your way to the next move. You know, and that's why here it happened here. Orange Cassidy saw Kip fucked up, grabbed him, did a move, and then they they, they continued the match. And it was it was a decent match. I gave it three and a half. Same here. I enjoyed um, it. I had some things. Where did it go? I lost my spot. Orange Cassidy. Yeah, they Miro was there for commentary, which was whatever. They only mentioned the game once. Which was a, a net positive. <laughs> it feels like they're moving away from the game situation. Now it's just they just don't like each other. Um, at, um, Orange Cassidy beat Sabian with the mouse trap, and uh, Miro comes in and does a post match uh, beatdown, and then the best friends come out to save, and then Miro leaves and he's back to being the game guy. Um, yeah, so three and a half. It was it was decent. Which you didn't talk about, or maybe you did. I have his own for a second. The opening video for, oh, they did, they didn't do it at the opening. The video package they did about AW's first year. Oh, Revolution. Uh, I don't think I wrote it down, but yeah, they did. I forgot where they put that. Uh, but they, yeah, the they teamed up the Director X, and they made this basically a commercial. It's a it's a commercial that they're showing during like sports, uh, NFL yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. And it's a it's a decent commercial. I like it. It was it was good. I liked it. Yeah, it's a 
basically just showing the first year, promoting other wrestlers, letting you know it's wrestlers, it's by wrestlers, for the fans, and all that stuff. And uh, I think it's a good package. I think it's a good thing to get out there. It's for the, the sports channels mainly, I think. I'm sure it'll be here on TNT, the commercial. But it, I think it's mostly for like the NFL stuff and shit like that to yeah, get yeah. people interested in their show. Um, so that's good. Uh, where were we? Where was I? All right, contract signing with Omega. Uh, so yeah, so we go to commercial, we come back, and we have the contract signing with Omega and Moxie. Uh, apparently, um, I wasn't into the idea of a contract signing. I hate it when they do contract signings, any company. AEW seems to do it better because they don't do to the whole tropes of a contract signing, you know? And this was the same thing. Uh, Kenny comes out and they announce. Every, it seems like every week they add something to his accolades during his announce. Yeah. And this one was now he's part of the the, the Meltzer Hall of Fame. Um, so he got in this year. And uh, there's always one little joke about North Carolina in every week. All right, and I think that's a, it's something building up for the future against um, FTR again because they're in North Carolina boys, and because uh, like the first time it was like he and he wrestled in North Carolina once and something like that, and then, yeah he had a vacation in North Carolina once and something like that. They always one little um, dig at North Carolina, and I think that's a thing for FTR later. Um, so yeah, so he comes out. And he's looking like the cleaner, you know, with the glasses and shit. Um, and the girls are there with the brooms, all that shit. And he's coming out, looks like a fucking heel. You don't wear loafers and no socks and not be the heel. All right. You want to have this argument again? <laughs> uh, not going to waste my time. <laughs> so, yeah. So then, uh, so then uh, Moxie's music hits, but he doesn't come out. Apparently, he got attacked in the back, and he has a bloody nose and all that shit, and he uh, takes on who you think it might be. Hopefully, because that hasn't um, Kenta. That was one of the big things that people have been saying, that it's Kenta, possibly, and Kenta recently did like a threat to uh, Moxie, uh, not, you know, kayfabe, uh, threat to Moxie for, for his title, because he holds the... The briefcase. Hold on, the Raw just sweeps SmackDown out of the Survivor Series. I don't even know. I wasn't even paying attention. Holy shit. Um, the, so, what was it? Yeah, so, yeah, so, apparently, yeah, Kenta, you know, he holds the briefcase for the U.S. title shot. And so, apparently, he made, like, a, a threat for, um, uh, against Moxie or something like that. So, so, yeah, that would be cool if it was Kenta. Uh, more open up that doors between them, you know, the uh, between N- uh, New Japan and uh, AEW. Uh, I I don't think that's gonna be the case though. I don't think it's Kenny either. I think it's Paige. Adam Page. Yeah. Uh, possibly. Um, Trying to help Kenny Omega get back in the good graces. Possibly that could be it. Um, I was thinking maybe Lance or Lanch. Uh, as I like to call uh, but yeah yeah, I like the idea of Paige that could be it yeah um, but yeah so yeah so then Kenny you know he's like you know I like the, and he threw in a, like a line where you know, I, you know I don't do this psychology stuff 
So, you know. So he signed. He's like, first it was the elbow. Bring that, that back out because that first pay-per-view match they were supposed to have got canceled because he had that staph infection, whatever it was, in his elbow. And then now it's a bloody nose. Listen, this is going to happen whether you want it to not. <laughs> that doesn't sound, that doesn't sound right. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, you know, so then he signs it and then and then he leaves. End of fucking contract signing. You know? uh, so I thought that was cool. And uh, where was I? Uh, even this thing just resets back to the top. All right. So spun the story to interesting direction. Yeah, so it went to an interesting direction because I am curious as to who it's going to be. I kind of hope it's Kenta because that'll be kind of cool. Uh, and then we have the second part to uh, Inner Circle in Las Vegas. It's more hangover stuff. Jericho. Yeah, there's more. And then we have this where I got my name. Where the Like, I thought it was all funny and I thought it had great stuff. But the payoff at the end with Hornswoggle and stuff like that, and he just, I was like, that's just not funny. I, I didn't find any of that funny, you know, with the Hornswoggle thing. And um, and I was like, uh, I thought some of the stuff was funny and stuff like that, like we talked about earlier with the Hager and Wardlow and, and how they presented stuff. But I guess I, I didn't need the second part. And I also didn't need, oh, they're dressed as their, their full, uh, Metal Gear, um, what's Gears, called? Uh, Gears, Gears of War, War characters. Um. So I, I like how Big E came out with them too. That's cool. Yeah. Like back together for one night. Yeah. Um, I did like, where was I? The inner circle thing. Yeah. So, so it was what I think it was fine for one of the thing. I also didn't like that. It, it kind of just didn't have a point. You know what I'm saying? Like, what was this for? You know? Like, I, like, at least, you know, because, and then it ends, and then we have Jericho on commentary. Announcing his match for next week with um, SEU, him and um, Jake Hager and SEU, and then and then he disappears from commentary. I was like, what? What was this all about? And then um, that's my top of the hour. All right, the so second hour for me opened up with the brand arriving because they they, they they know that that Finn Balor is going to be in the building, make an announcement. They want to hear what he has to say. Then we had Thatcher versus August Gray. And Thatch won by submission. It was a glorified squash match. Gray looked okay. Yeah, I liked it. It was a squash I thought, match. I thought it was good. Three stars. I get it. And then, then Ciampa comes out. Because Ciampa had done a promo earlier, I think. I think it was earlier last week. This last week. Where he said, you know, you know, what is it? Don't mess with someone if you're not afraid to fight them or something like that. He was, he was saying something along the lines of, like there are a lot of young people in the in the locker room shooting their mouth off, saying that they're tough, but they're not really tough. Right. I didn't think he was talking about Thatcher. Then he, <laughs> I, I like how Champa comes out and Champa and Thatcher's like, "I have no problem with you," and just leaves. Like he didn't want nothing to do with Champa. Yeah. And Champa's backstage. I, was like, I like how the setup was like, "I want to fight Thatcher." That was the setup. Yeah. That's why I'm like, okay. But isn't it obvious? I know, right? I want to fight. Thatcher. Though the match might be pretty good, though. It should be. It's Thatcher. Yeah. And Champa. Yeah. It should be good, but I don't know. This was just weird. I like, when he did that promo, Thatcher was nowhere near who I think he was talking about, you know? Yeah. All right. Fine. All right, next up. I, I get three and a quarter on it. I get a three. Next up, Priest is supposed to have a match, but Gargano came out to attack Priest. Against who? 
They never said. <laughs> yeah, like, like Creed came out first. Yeah, there was no, there wasn't even a referee in the ring. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, whoop, whoop. and then Gargano came out, attacked Creed, and Leon Ruff came out, and he went against both of them. He looked really good, but he was I, still scared. Every move he did was like a mistake. Like he he went to do a, a drop kick on Gargano, Gargano moves, and then he hits Priest, and then he went to do this other move, and then like it was all everything he did was by mistake, and then he. Like, the, the whole time, he's looking like a joke. And even at the end, he comes off as an ultimate joke when they both get up, and they look at him mean, and he's like, oh, I'm fucked. And he runs away, making it the whole thing look like a 24-7 thing. I was like, he's, he's our truth right now. You know? All right. So next up, they, had Ke- they announced Kevin Owens on commentary next week. No way, Barrett. I... I think that could lead to good things, though. Like, you know, Kevin Owens being there. Like, yeah. That could be a thing that they to probably build up for war games, you know? You know, he might have a... They might set up something for war games. You know, a match at war games or some shit. Maybe. Or maybe he'll be one of the team members, you know, at war games again. And make it 5-on-5? Five five? Yeah. Well, who who did they have for the... It's UE against the brand. Oh, yeah. So, it's yeah. 4 4 Yeah. But... But maybe he'll have a match with someone else at work. Oh, yeah. Time, you know? And then have Riga talking to Boa backstage about what I don't know. I just don't care about the storyline. This was stupid. This was weird. Like, you, they have Rigo. This wasn't backstage. It was at... at um, oh, at his house. At his house. Yeah. So Rigo was concerned about Boa for not showing up at the PC for a week. Do you remember when NXT was having this storyline where Mexicans were getting kidnapped? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, did no one want to visit these guys' houses? Did it, um, yeah. at one point, Roger, yeah, Roger Straw got kidnapped at one point. <laughs> no one gave a fuck. He's doing a wellness check on uh, Boa. Uh, yeah, so Boa was like, uh, 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 no PC, no PC, I'm not coming. Uh, and no, uh, what's, her, what's her name? Oh, Zyle, no, Zyle Lee. Zyle yeah. Hiding. No Zylite. She's coming. She's coming. And uh, whoever that she is, we don't know. I think it's Karen Q, who is one of the other. Uh, they signed like, uh, I forgot. I think it was like three Chinese uh, talents that they signed. It was Boa, Zyli, and Karen Q. Karen Q has been there before. She's jobbed and stuff like that. And she's, she was part of the that women's tournament, the Mae Young tournament. Oh, yeah, point. okay. Um. But you know, we have. We, I don't think we've really seen her that much. So I, she, they might just repackage her and make her like a monster type of person. If that's who they're talking about, I think it is Karen Q. I'm assuming it is. This match has potential to be pretty good. It ought to be. Yeah. Well, so that we fucks it up. We're talking about Street Profits versus New Day. Yeah. All right. Um, main event time. Rhea Ripley versus Io Shirai. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> I went four and a half on this. I went four. It was Holy easy crap! Four, yeah. It was hard hitting. Like the mistakes looked nat. There were a couple, a couple of little botches here and there. I think as long as I'm aware. But they I it, it looked good. Botches. They they made mistakes, but they mistakes. Moved forward, I mean, I mean mistakes. Uh, At one point, Ripley's ear got busted open because she got drop kicked on her ear, and one of her earrings got ripped out. No, that wasn't it. She got. It got cut when, uh, cause I, yeah, I didn't know where either, and I kept rewinding my my second um, watch through. I kept rewinding that, and I was like, "Where did she get cut?" There's a part where Rhea Ripley picks up Io Shirai to put her on the top rope, um, the 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 turnbuckle, 
and Eel, one of Eo's gimmicks on her arm gets caught in her ear. Oh. And she just pulls. She just pulls right off. And then that's where you see, like, like real, like... The I know Eo, I know Rhea tweeted it later that there's nothing worse than having a dog... I mean, the dog gloves and pulling metal, metal shards at every yeah. ear. Like, she's, yeah, God. she ripped the fucking ear. Um, this, this was Cole Finn Balor. I'm not Cole. Um, O'Reilly Finn Balor. It was yeah. that type of match. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I don't think they went that stiff like that. Um, I think they, the mistakes they made went stiff, that's all. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, yes, I had to rewind it several times. And that kick to the face, though. Shit. Oh, my God. The, that drop kick to the face was fucking that, that, awesome. The basement drop kick, yeah. yeah. Uh, at one point, um, I, lo- I like Io Shirai's moonsault, but she never hits it right. Yeah, yeah. She always hits, like, legs or something. Yeah, I think she might maybe hit it once right. Yeah. But she never hit it right. I I will say this, this it, for this match, hitting the legs, I don't think it was on purpose, but it kind of fit. You know? Because she hit the legs and went for the pin. Her legs are fucked up. She can't kick out. You know? Yeah. So, yeah I, it could work. And that worked. Um, I want, I don't, I want Io Shirai powerbomb Ripley through the table. Like the ringside table. Io Shirai, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. She it looked nasty. She did a sunset flip over Rhea, right, and then grabbed her and then slammed her into the table. Match of the night for me, definitely. There's no contest. Yeah, and after the match is over, they embrace, like you know, like, like yeah. It ended, it ended the right way. Yeah, Which I love makes, this. Makes it like Rhea's going, is going to Raw SmackDown. The match was great, but. What? Right before the match, or some point before the match, the the match, they announced that Finn Balor was gonna be after this, and then I'm like, "Fuck, Rhea Ripley's definitely not winning this," because then you're not gonna have that celebration, right? You know, so I was like, "Fuck, they fucked it up." I think they they spoiled it there. You know? uh, yeah. I I mean I didn't think she was gonna win because I I thought it would it wouldn't be great for her to win now. But if anyone, it was like I felt like they kind of took out the mystery there by saying that he was going to come out. Um, I think they were going over it every time. Well, they could have still given it to Ripley, and I could no have her celebrate in the ring for like a minute, and she walks up to the ramp with the belt, like holding the belt up, and then Finn comes out. They still could have did it. No, because you knew Finn was coming out. The celebration of real Ripley has to be the end. That has to be the end. You know. If you're gonna do Finn after, you, you kind of know they should have done Finn earlier, you know. Well, the way they ended it though with Finn makes sense, like you know. So Finn comes so after the match is over, Finn just is in the ring, like he just comes out from wherever he was. He's in the ring. I liked and loved this whole situation, but go ahead. Oh, with Finn Balor. I mean, I, I liked and hated this. Yeah, the Finn. Bay, so Finn comes thing. out talking about you know like he had he had his jaw fixed, whatever. He's going through the whole thing. Yeah. Then the brand comes out. Yeah. He's just fucked up because they're talking about all the tag teams. He goes, damn. He goes, dead. And he goes, Adam Cole. Dead. Dead. And then Kyle O'Reilly. Dead. dead. Roderick Strong. Dead. dead. He goes, what's that? Bobby, what? Robert, Robert. Robert Fish. But I feel like that was a legit forget. But yeah, it, is, it was. Because when you watch the re- if you watch a replay of it, yeah. they edit it so it just says Robert Fish. They take out the, they take out the mumble part of it. Oh, I didn't see that at part. I didn't watch the replay because they showed it on YouTube, the W YouTube channel. So they showed that. And I watched it, uh-huh. but he gets to Forrest and Rob Bobby Fisher's name. Oh, it's better with the mistake though. That's what I it shows said. like he doesn't even have. That's what serious, I said. You know? He should have kept it in that. They don't even call him Bobby Fish. He just calls him Robert Fish. 
But you can tell he fucked up. Yeah, he remembered. Because he looks at the the bald uh, guy, the Birch. He looks at Birch. They're both bald. Yes, sir. (laughs) He looks at Birch. (laughs) He looks at Birch and he's like, who's that again? Robert Fish. See, it worked better. Yeah. So anyway, they come to the family and go, he's like, Dad. And he goes, if you don't get out of our room, we go, in case you forget, last night we've been running this place. We'll get out of our room. And he goes, you guys were playing. He goes, the cat plays and the mice play when the cat's away, but the cat is back. And he goes, they go, that brought something. Yeah. And Yubi comes out. Yeah. And they ended on a brawl. And if you watch the after hour stuff, like when I went off the air, yeah. that's when I announced War Games. Yeah. The brawl, if you watch the entire brawl, like the after, like when I went off the air, the brawl was great. Like, it was just empty. It was brawling all over the place. Yeah. And I'm like, where the fuck did Finn Balor go? Like, what? Yeah, he disappeared. Like, He's not ring ready. That's why. That was my problem with this. Like, I loved, hated this. One, the Finn was corny as fuck. That dude yeah. can't do a promo. <laughs> like, he come out there and he's like, what was he saying at first? Oh, I got my jaw broken in two places. That says I'm a bad. <laughs> I'm like, ugh. You know, he's so cringy because he's so like, um, I don't know. Like, it's just quotes that he's saying. Like, these weird quotes that he, he, keeps, he keeps on saying. You know? And, um, and then the whole cat, so, you know, that thing where he's like, you know, the mouse. That worked, though, because, like. But it's just the way he, he it, delivers it. It's just so corny. But and the problem it's is. So, such a script for him, you know? And then, and then, again, with the problem here that I had was he was brought out there for a reason. What was. I think the honestly, now I, I tweeted a picture out that he had shared his his face is on Twitter yeah. or him Styles and Cole all together in suits like yeah. the club. I think they, I think that might I think they might be heading towards that where he will be like in UE, like maybe some maybe something like, I don't know. I don't think so. But I think they were setting up something where he was gonna like a working arrangement with Cole. Maybe I'm trying to save it. I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. But I just thought it was funny. Like, he was brought there to give, like, this update on his his situation. And then he comes back, I brought them with me. Why'd you bring them with you if you just hit update your situation? Yeah, yeah. That was the only problem. I think they're doing it to buy time, obviously. Yeah, but... Because he's, get- he's, he's not ring ready. That's why when the things went down, he disappeared. Yeah. You know, he was gone. You know? But, uh... I think he's close to ring ready. He's not quite there yet. Yeah, but he, he can't get physical, so... So I think that was like, you know, let's buy him another month, you know? Also, doing war games. It's also to keep him, to, be there. to get him back on TV, let them know we're not stripping him at a title. Yeah, you know, here's another month, you know? You know, buy him time. They're not, he has time now. You know, next week is to go home. Probably, for war games. For war right? games. Then he, he'll have he war have, games. He doesn't have to be there. No, but he may next, show up or something. No, not the week after next is to go home. Right, right. But still, he, he was there. He might, he might do another show on the, the go home maybe, and then he doesn't have to be at war games. And Cameron Cross almost ready to come back, so you exactly. can start bringing Cameron Cross back. Yeah. So maybe in January you sell Cross for Mellor. Yeah. So I think they just did this to buy him time. Yeah. Yeah. And I again, just feel like it was just like he's here for a reason. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and it was also to keep the game back in the public eye, like you know he's still our champion. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I don't think they really don't want to take it off him, you know? Because no, they can't. They know? can't. It'll be the third time that, the, the, like, the champion got the belt and defend, or, yeah. or, or, or was taken off of one reason or another. Yeah, like a curse, and, you know. Well, the Keith Lee curses. one wasn't a curse because, no, it was. He wasn't injured. 
Yeah. Well, the curse is that he went to the main roster. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a curse. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, he, he lost it to Karrion Cross. Yeah. Karrion Cross and, and that hurt. match got injured. Yeah. And then, yeah, you can't take it off him. So, so that's my second hour. Yeah. And again, my my show, my match of the night, and actually kind of a candidate match of the year. I won't. I would probably. I probably won't give it to it. I think it it, it should be in the conversation. It's definitely in the conversation. It's definitely be, yeah. in the conversation. Uh, so my top of the uh, next hour is Pac defeating the Blade. Uh, this was great to have Pac back, um, and. Uh, and this was just a really good match. Yeah. It wasn't great. I feel like this was to get us reacquainted with Pac. And this to, is what Pac could do. This and, is what and Pac to does. put back together the Death Triangle. Yeah, that comes after. Don't, right. don't, don't, don't spoil my shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, it, you know, it was to get us reacquainted with how, what a Pac match is. I do feel like Pac has to also get reacquainted himself. Because I felt like certain top rope moves that I know he does this for effect, but I felt like he took extra time doing those top rope moves, you know? Like that superplex that he did. They were up there for a long time yeah. before it actually landed. And then when he did that shooting star thing, you know, when he, he got to the top rope, and you could tell that he took forever. And usually he takes forever. He always t- does takes a longer time. To do his, you know, the black arrow or the the shooting star or whatever he does, but this one it just felt like too long. Maybe he doesn't know like the cue yet anymore to not wait anymore, right? Right. And then 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 jump, and he probably has to get that back into his thing. But I gave this three and a half. Um, I'll save here. Uh, it was a good match. He he worked out a good match with the blade, you know, and uh, yeah. and as you brought up, it was great at the post match. Um, the butcher attacks Pac, uh, and then they're, they're beating the shit out of him. And Kingston comes in. Kingston was on commentary. Excuse me. Um, uh, Kingston was on commentary, and then they start beating the shit out of um, Pac because Pac was about to say say something. And then uh, I don't know where comes Phoenix, and Phoenix comes for the save, and he throws his body right on top of Pac to save him. And then they start beating the shit out of him, and then it's just a beatdown. And then um, Penta comes out with a chair. And then they're leaving him, like, prove you're worthy. You know, prove your loyalties right now. And then he's about to hit his brother with the chair. But then he chases them out, chases Kingston out, and chases the Butcher and the Blade out of the ring. And now we have Death Triangle back. That makes me happy. Yeah, I like, that was a good faction. Yeah, I'm glad they're back. I'm glad they're back. It feels, it feels great to see these guys back. And... This is going to be their thing. And this was another thing. Like, uh, this show kind of felt like big on trios, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Kind of feels like they might be bringing that back now. Like, because it was supposed to appear, supposedly it was supposed to be during the Jericho Cruise. They were going to do a six-man belt. I think they might be trying to build that up now. Because they have so many trios that they can work through. Um, so I thought this was great. Uh, took forever on the top rope. Reacquainted post match. Death Triangle's back. Blah blah blah. Great. Uh, Jay Cargo is in the back attacking Brandy. She pilmanizes her arm. And uh, current little things you see her. You see Nyla Rose and um, 
Vicky Goodell holding back referees to let Jade Cargill do what she needs to do. So she's probably going to be with Vicky Guerrero. And probably those vicious vixens type of thing. Yeah. Um, so that might be a thing. Uh, in for the save comes Swole. So so you probably like the you're probably gonna see Jade Cargo versus Swole at some point. Um and also Deeb and um Red Velvet come in to tend to Brandy. Uh so that so just building up more of that. And uh so that's another like uh woman's uh angle going on here. After this we go into Serena Deeb defeating Thunder Rosa for the NWA women's title. I love this match a lot. The, the NWA's title match. Oh yeah, it was really good. Uh, it was all about Thunder uh, uh, Thunder Rosa. And the match they were having was great. At some point, uh, what's her face? Reba or Rebel comes in to distract the ref. And then Baker comes out and does, what is it? The Northern Lights type of twist. Yeah. DDT situation. And, uh, what I loved normally, I would hate this, but it didn't lead to the finish. That I was gonna say it should have left. It should have led to the finish. But that's this puts Thunder Rosa over as strong at the same time putting Deeb over as strong, you know, because this didn't hinder Thunder Rosa, you know, and then Deeb goes strong because she defeated Thunder Rosa legitly, you know, and they had a back and forth. So I think it did three things. It. it it put Thunder Rosa over because she got this hard ass fucking DDT looking Northern Lights type of situation on the on the ramp, survives that, continues with a back and forth with Deeb, puts Deeb over because she defeated Thunder Rosa, and then you the third thing it does it it does this angle for the next little program they're gonna do with Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa, which is probably gonna be great or fun at least. Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, uh, and it, uh, Britt Baker attack, blah blah. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was a great match. I gave it three and three quarters. Um, same thing. We talk about your boy Jr. Though. What happened? What he said. Oh, about the the Baker. Yeah, the Baker, uh, he talked about that. Go ahead. So during the commentary, Excalibur and Shivani would were, were promoting heels. The AW's pro, um, website, I guess, a club for women wrestlers. Yeah. For the fans of women wrestling. And Jr. being Jr. Do they have bake sales? Well, well, maybe they could have bake sales. I could. It was a legit question. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and that shows how out of touch he is sometimes. He comments like that. Yeah, uh, there was another one. He said um, during the match with um, Pac and Blade. It. Oh yeah. Um, it wasn't really offensive or anything, but it was. He talked. He said uh, he was he was talking to Kingston. He was like, "You have a really diverse family." And uh, Kingston was like, "Well, yeah, Jr. It's it was, yeah, Jr. It's twenty twenty, Jim." Uh, <laughs> and that was what Kingston, that was Kingston's comeback to it. Um, who won? Um, Superpowers. Okay. At one point, they had a really slick move where um, uh, Bianca Belair's boyfriend. Which Montez. is Montez for he was on the top rope. So his partner was outside the ring, like on the floor. He got up, tagged himself in, and went back on the floor so Kofi wouldn't see that he tagged in. Oh, uh, okay. So when Kofi went up there 
to just suplex him off, that's when he got back in the ring. Okay. It was very, it was very slick. Alright. So it was a good match. I watched it. I was I was, I was ironing off like good match. Yeah. Uh but yeah, so that's my next match. Yeah. So yeah, so I gave the women's match uh three and three quarters. Oh uh, same here. That was great. After this we had uh John Silver and Anna J promo. Um uh, promoting uh Hikaru Shida's uh next um challenger. It's Anna J. Uh this was great. I thought Silver was great. He was fun. I, I do feel like he's gonna take over the Dark Order at some point. Um, but yeah, so Anna J has a title shot next week uh, against uh, Hikoshida. And look at this. Look at this. We we kept complaining that they don't do shit with the women's division, you know. And before COVID hit, they had like multiple storylines going on. And then COVID hit, and then they cut their their roster in half, and then they got injury bug. The injury bug where Bit Breaker was out and Chris Stantlander was out and they couldn't do all these fucking storylines anymore. And now they weren't doing anything. Everyone was bitching about it. Right? And now look. Back to multiple storylines. On Dynamite. Not Dark. On Dynamite. Yeah, we got Thunder Rosa and, and Britt Baker. You got the Brandy and Jay Cargill uh, thing. And then you have Hikoshida and her next challenger. You know, multiple storylines. Making, you just had to wait. You had to be patient. Okay. You know? Uh, and then that was after this, they announced next week's show where Hobbs is going to be in action. Who's the chick saying that? That's Lana. Yeah. Yeah, because she was getting power on the table. I forgot. Yeah. So she doesn't really feel part of them anymore. Yeah, so next week we Sorry. have, no worries. Next week we have Hobbs in action. Uh, we have Jerry Hager versus SCU. Anna J versus Hiko Shida for the title, and then we have Pac and Phoenix versus Butcher and the Blade. Uh, then we get to the main event. We have a Darby video promo thing um, where he's on a roof and he's on fire. It was crazy. It's thirty seconds, so it doesn't offend me. No, uh, but it was weird. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. He was on fire at the end of it. I was like, "What the fuck?" And he says he can't sleep. I'm like, maybe it's because you're on fire. <laughs> like, saying. It's like, dude. Um, I'm saying, you know, you got to put the pieces together, dude. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, we have Team Taz defeating Darby and Cody here. Cody comes out with a shirt to poke fun at um, Shaq, um, which was a cool little dig, keeping that little storyline going on. And uh, we had Cody. At this, this was a great match, too. Uh, we had Cody and Darby doing great tag match stuff here. Um, this ends awesome with an avalanche drill claw. Yeah, it looked, like, it looked painful as fuck. I was like, holy shit. And, uh, yeah, I gave it three and three quarters. Um, after this, they do... Um, Taz comes in and everyone else comes in. They're doing a beatdown on... Cody and uh, Darby and uh, Hobbs comes out for the save with the chair and immediately I'm thinking ah oh, alright he's turning right here because he has a chair that's always a giveaway and he throws the chair down and then I'm like alright they tricked me he's not going to turn he picks up that title belt and I'm thinking oh they're going to have like a one of those weird FTW title shots between him and uh, Cage like, yeah. like, alright whatever and then he turns around, he t- his his little smile turns into a grimace, and he fucking smashes 
Cody with the FTW title. And we have an answer. Yeah. He's joined Team Taz. Now look at that. Storytelling with a payoff. Look at that. He did they he never touched them. Never touched Team Taz the whole time. And look at that. Little payoff at the end. Okay. And we got we got Will Hobbs, part of Team Taz. And it felt good. This felt very WWE in the good sense, you know, with the 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 turn and shit like that. But uh, yeah, it works for Will Hobbs. He's young. We don't know how good he is on the mic yet. He needs like a mouthpiece right now. Yeah, it works. Though when he so when he does turn his face, it'll be a big build. Yeah, and he has the story. If that story is true, he has a story behind him that can be incredibly faced. Yeah, they're just testing the wars with him now. You know, they they're getting behind him, and you see like this new class of people coming through now. You know, Jade Cargo and and um, uh, Will Hobbs and shit like that, and then you got these people that kind of graduated, like MJF and uh, Darby and shit like that. You know, I kind of like how you, we can see that. You know, I think that's cool. Uh, you know, that's what happens when you have a well booked show. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, real quick, my match of the night, I will give it to Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley. Um, I think NXT, match-wise, was really, um, really good. Like, they did a really good job here, match-wise. After you get past that first couple of Yeah, after that first half hour or so. You get um, past the blindfold match. Yeah. Get past the Gargano thing. Yeah. And even like even some stuff where I just didn't like the booking of it or how they booked it, like the women's match with um Ember Moon and shit like that, because it just feels fifty fifty to me with them winning. I was like, okay, um, but the match itself was good, you know, I enjoyed it, and uh, but the show, I I give it to AEW, just it's just just more interesting things for me to grab onto, and uh. But yeah, well, I said from the beginning, I'll give the AEW the better show, like as a whole. Yeah. But NXT has a lot of good stuff going on too. Yeah. That main event, the way it ended, setting up the war game stuff. There's a lot of stuff in NXT. I did think that was a great way to bring back UE too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The like, way they did. Like they've been off TV for a few weeks yeah. now, like licking their wounds. Like I didn't I say that last week. Yeah. I was like, where the fuck is UE? But I like you kept them. Off, I, I love that they kept them off TV. Yeah. You know, licking their wounds. You know, they they took a beating. They were humiliated. Yeah. They, you know, they they were humiliated. Yeah. And they had so, to wait for the right time to come back. So it worked perfectly. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'll give AEW the win this week because there was a lot more going on. But I did enjoy. Again, my main my, my match tonight was definitely for NXT. My match tonight in a whole was Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley. Yeah. My match of the night for AW though was probably my match for AW was Top Flight and Bucks. I just love that match. Probably Orange Cassidy and um Kip. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. Like the Top Flight match wasn't bad. Shit I enjoyed awesome. it. But match of the night though, I can't do that. Shit was awesome. See that fucking vertical leap? That dude, I think it was Dante. Who does that? That fucking who has like the high jumps? Yeah. He like the only I compare him to Montez Ford, like 
Montez Ford has a huge vertical, you know? That that Dante, I think, is like like in that same game as a, with his vertical game, you know? It's like, holy shit. Alright, so that's the shows this week. Shoot! Alright, don't forget, uh, Frank is going to put them up hopefully next 24 hours. I'm post the polls. Post the polls. <laughs> and we out. Top guys, out. Too sweet!